Blog Talk Radio. to our Best of Fandom 2017 episode of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches and are already having sound problems, which is so appropriate because I have not one person on the line, not two people on the line, not three people on the line, not four people on the line, not five people on the line, but six people on the line. Right now, a Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches record, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone give yourselves the clear clan. Woo! Woo! So, That's so people on hold, please be, please be uh, patient while I introduce my first round of Sexy Witches. And we're going to start with the West Coast and my Sexy Witch of Seattle. Uh, she's up there. And doing some role playing, she's making some art after out of bones. Very Giorgio Keith, but not on a painting, actually on bones. It's awesome, and she is around <laughs> our favorite wolfy, sexy witch of Seattle. So please welcome to the show, um, Queenie Todd. Welcome. How you doing? Oh. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> So real quick, you are sexy witches. Besides her dying, we have a big announcement, right? <laughs> that you are currently rendering. Are you not? You are rendering. Yes, I am. I am rendering the flesh. I mean, uh, a video <laughs> for YouTube. So she is now back on YouTube. So after this show, sometime tonight, she will have her new video, which she hasn't posted in quite a while. So congratulations, or I'll give her a hand. Woo! We're very happy for you. So (laughs) I know you went through a lot of editing hells as well. So, uh, you know. Uh, Oh, I got a story. I got got more people to bring on. So that's why I I said I did a short intro for you, because we got a long ways to go here. Uh, Luckily, we have half an hour to get there, so we're good. All right, so my other sexy witch co-host, 
that's on with me every time is my sexy porn witch, Erin Marie. Look for her and the Plan 9 Outer Space Remake. She is a featured zombie. And look at, for her as a partner in crime at Scares the Cares with myself. So please welcome to the show, Erin Marie, our sexy porn witch. How you doing? Clifton, Virginia, uh. Forge, Virginia. <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you? Excellent, excellent. I'm holding a secret back from her. I can't talk about it on air, but she knows I know something that she wants to know from me, and I'm making her wait till she airs. She's driving me nuts. (laughs) I'm being cryptic, but we can talk about that later. You're killing me, small. I know, I know. I've, I'm a horrible, horrible head huntress. I'm such a horrible <laughs> I apologize. You're just evil. And I That's her. all. Oh, uh, but I'm, I am a head I usually am benevolent, but occasionally I have my malevolent moments. I mean, I am a sexy mm-hmm. witch after all, you know? You gotta... Anyway, we're going to move on to my guest host tonight. He's an independent filmmaker in the middle of editing hell himself, and he's almost out of mm-hmm. it, and we're very happy that he's going to be, he's, look for his upcoming horror film, I'm Dreaming of a White Doomsday, written by horror author mm-hmm. Brian King. He is our actually, independent it's not written filmmaker. It's not? That's what no, produced. it's actually based on a short story of mine. He executively produced it. Oh, Produced it. Cool. I'm sorry. My... My, my okay. I actually do have produced in my notes. It's produced by horror author Brian King. I read yeah, it. We could tell people so. that he wrote it. It'd probably sell more copies. So by all means, please don't. Oh no no no! <laughs> we don't, uh, no, I gotta get you right. No but false you credit. are the owner of Real Splatter Productions, so we know that's I true. Am. And he's this, and he is currently making a face. Please welcome to the show, Mike Lombardo. How are you doing, sir? Uh, You're on with the sexy. Bitches. I am. I am alive. I'm also you a sexy warlock side. So. Uh, oh, okay. Well, we have our, our round of <laughs> sexy warlocks. Okay, but just because we're the sexy witches does not mean we don't allow men into our space. And most of us, most of us are gender fluid anyways. We don't, you know, we don't give a fuck who comes to our oh, yeah. circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we're good. So welcome to our circle, sir. <laughs> so, Thank you. Um, and, okay, so I'm going to start bringing, I have three more people. They don't get, one of them I think is my cousin. And I think he's next. So let's see. Uh, Seven one four. You're on with the sexy witches. And the, uh, that's I know that laugh. Yeah. We know that one. Hello. So this is my LA correspondent Eric Hogan for people that are online, and he's going to talk about it. Uh, media conventions with us starting at nine thirty as well, and he is going to preview San Diego Comic Con itself because he goes. He does it oh, every yeah. year, and and so br- he's gonna bring it. And we're we super jealous of him. Fandom of our best. This is why we because it's the biggest. And even though our show is not the biggest, our show a lot of us feel is one of the brightest of the horror <laughs> convention circuit, just because of the cause and how we're all doing this out of love. So I really love Scares the Cares for that. So, all right, mm-hmm. keep going. Ready? Let's see. Three one five area code. You are on with the sexy witches. It's, it's, it's Token Tom. Come on. Hello, sir. <laughs> All right. Okay, so please, this is Token Tom. The oh, hello. Oh, hello. Hello, Sexy Witches, Sexy Witches, Tommy Clark. How you doing? Oh, and Mike um, Lombardo fantastic. and Aaron Cogan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hello. Hello. Got, hello. This, this uh, is like the witches, 90s. Don't call them warlocks. 
Stone. Oh, well, <laughs> these guys are warlocks online, but in real life, they're not. That's why they have warlock. They call themselves warlocks. But, uh, you know, I don't do that yeah. in real life, only on the show. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but I'm sure, totally direct to video 90s. So. <laughs> okay, you guys all remember, um, you know, the party lines in the 90s where you could call up all your friends. <laughs> I think this is what this episode is going to become. It's going to probably go oh, off yeah? But that's okay. That's Let's awesome. bring on the next person. <laughs> <laughs> New Jersey, hey girl, you're I'll be back with this you later. Hello, 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 Yes, Liz. Oh, this is my uh, old roommate uh, and ex-coworker, John Hazel, who lives in a cabin in the woods in New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen. Literally. Literally a cabin in the woods. Yeah, literally a cabin in the woods in the middle of New Jersey. Okay. Matter of fact, I live not too far from there either, and Camp Crystal Lake is just north of his house. So, north and west. So, it's it's pretty cool. Northern New Jersey is awesome. So, am I getting a text message? That's my text message alert. Okay, John Hazel, sir, you have to turn off your television. It doesn't work. You have to turn off the TV, sir. Welcome to the beauty of live radio. All right. Well, that's one of the reasons why I like live call-in shows, because it's kind of fun and wild. It's the wild, wooly, lo-fi, punk version of radio. I, You know, I don't need to edit or polish or any of that. Uh-huh. Fuck that. Fuck that. We go all. All right. So. Okay. So I have to balance this as a, mo- okay. This is really good practice for moderating a panel, because, like, I have an entire panel of people right here in front of me, and I don't know any of their names, only their area codes. But if I don't hear – all right, I'm going to have to lose John. John, you have to – okay. I'm going to have – John, you have to turn off the TV. Last chance, boy. Okay. You got I'm it. Yay. With the stars. Yay. Okay. So first things first, and I know, Tommy, you've already talked about this on your show because I listened to your recent episode, and thank you for the shout-out on air. So honestly, Tommy Clark, I'm not a genius. I am not a genius. That That's a little bit overboard. <laughs> I'm silly, but I'm just a really we'll anal you love. researcher. We'll give you love. Yeah. Yeah, she researches anuses along with everything else. Oh, everything. I actually posted a, a, an article on anal sex since the first time in ages. I actually got trolls on my page. I was surprised. Oh, wow. yeah, I got trolls. I, saw that. I haven't Good had job. trolls in ages. I was like, wow, people hate me for this. Oh, my God. Okay. So, I loved it. Um, it was wonderful. So, I had you to have Bardo go to Facebook to do, jail but, for fisting? Yeah, I did. Oh, I did go to Facebook jail. <laughs> So I came back and posted pictures of my of uh, me licking my uh, my hand covered in chocolate. <laughs> Ew, that's gross. That's awesome. It was awesome. It was chocolate. It was chocolate. Yeah, okay, with a little well, bits of toilet paper on it. 
I can't believe the gang is all here already. I mean, this is amazing. We have this huge group of people here tonight. And so I, I, I wanted to talk about first the one sad thing on my list, because my list is insane tonight. Um, I've got a small bit of house cleaning, three or four announcements. First one I wanted to mention, and I know some of you might want to address this, so please speak up. And I'll try to call out who I can, but try not to talk over each other. Remember, there's a delay in all your phones in a few seconds. So remember that. Um, Nelson Ellis died suddenly of heart failure related to drinking and um, rehab. He was actually going through some uh, uh, detox when his heart couldn't handle it, and he passed away suddenly at 39 years old. Uh, He was Lafayette and True Blood. And he actually had a pretty great career uh, acting and character roles after that. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, once again, somebody, okay, I, whoever's got the TV on has to turn it off. Let's see if that helps. All right. I had to do it, John. That's better. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. He's my best. He is my best friend, but I can't let that slide. Sorry, I can't. Okay. Zen, Zen. Okay, I have. Oh, I have. I have everything I need. By the way, Aaron Murray, right in front of me. So don't worry. I'm totally happy in Zen. If you know what I'm saying. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. So everything. Okay. Here. Here. So that was the one sad thing. We, I just wanted to mention that poor Lafayette uh, Nelson Ellis uh, died very tragically and young. And once again, another person gone too soon. And this has been a really rough year because I've lost a lot of personal people in my life this year. And then there's still, like, I think everyone hurts. Every single one hurts. Even these, like, side notes. I mean, I'm working and doing my thing, and it runs through my news feed, and I'm just all bummed about it. I'm, you know, I don't even know what to do. I can't tell anybody in my workplace. Oh, my God, this guy died, and it's so sad. And, you know, I can't do that. So it always feels a little awkward. You know, <laughs> sometimes it's the last a blessing two years, and a curse at the same time. Go ahead. If the last two years were a movie... 2016 mm-hmm. was the year our idols got killed, and the subtitle for 2017 would be the year it gets personal. Well, I said that. Yeah. I of us have I, had a lot of personal tragedy that. this year, too. Oh, my yep. God. You know, and, and, and Italians, and speaking of personal tragedy, even though this is like a happy, you know, a little silver lining, the whole thing. My, our friend James Harris, Doc Terra, died this year of cancer, and you know he was only he was only thirty you know six years old, and uh, you know, left a family behind. Really, really sad. But this year, um, Italian Splatterfest put together this tribute to him of the most amazing set of five films that I've seen in a while. And the secret film is actually, you know, it's going to be a great night of film. And, and one of the films is Girl with the Crystal Plumage, which is his favorite Argento movie. And so, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know you, you've seen that one, right? Uh, Chris, the, a Bird with the Crystal Plumage, anybody? I know Tommy's seen nope, it. Nope, that's right. one no. I have not seen yet. That's one of the oh, that's one of them I haven't seen. Yeah. I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I'll be honest, it's I'm not actually, a huge Argento fan. Neither am I. Argento's my second miss. favorite. Yeah, it, well, it's not really what he was done, about four years ago. You know, <laughs> I love his cinematography. So, I love his lighting, but not really huge on his movies outside of oh, that. I'm more uh, of a Fulci uh, girl. I, I oh, me too. Oh my god, but like Zombie is my third favorite horror film of all time. Period. So, you I, know, I, I, have just, an, uh, I love I have that. An original, I have an original oh, '70s uh, theatrical one sheet hanging in my living room of that movie. Brian Keene nice. gave to me actually as a gift. 
it, it gives everyone hope that you can make a good film on a low budget. I really do feel that way, mm-hmm. especially makeup effects, because the guys, the makeup mm-hmm. effects in that film, it, it always stuns, that movie stuns me. I mean, I've made... Uh, Giannetta De Rossi did um, High Tension as well, the uh, uh, French it, movie that came out seven or eight years ago. Oh, I really oh, yeah, I hate that one. Brilliant. No, it's terrible. Her. No, it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. It's a terrible movie. Oh, oh. that sounds great until the end. No. Oh, really cool. use of a cadenza ever in a film. <laughs> the only reason the first part, the, it is a Dean Koontz book, Intensity, <laughs> head to toe. Oh. He, they rip off Dean Koontz until the end. That's it. That's the only difference. Everything else up until that point is written by Dean Koontz. It has nothing to do with the French, and they don't even give him credit. Fuck them. I would be willing to argue that it's pretty much just a generic slasher setup, except the first, the, you know, the protagonist oh, no. the killer. But it's not really anything it, special. I watched it with my husband at the time, and I remember telling him exactly what was going to happen before it happened at every single fucking step because it's That's literally Dean Koontz's intensity. Slasher movie. We've no, it is because many. it That's is verbatim that book and they stole it okay okay Ooh. i i hot tension to me it, i it, first of all it's not my favorite movie from that time period my favorite movie was another film called frontiers go look it up it's insane. oh yeah frontiers uh, was fantastic i yeah. hated frontiers, frontiers was really? awesome some people hate it i i understand why they hate it but um the other one is martyrs which i still haven't seen even though um, he promised martyrs, is, martyrs is fantastic oh you have to yeah. see martyrs come on yeah i still have make to sure see martyrs sure make sure it's the it's so beautiful and tragic and horrific well go ahead tommy what about brotherhood of the wolf i love that oh that's good oh yeah, yeah. Uh, i, I love good. that movie Ooh, i, I haven't fear. seen that one yet that is oh a good God. one it, it's uh, it's it's the French the French tried to like do they didn't they, they just do another film recently I thought they finally came out and with it, a follow up after all maybe. these years I, I don't think so up, but it's but, got the uh, the Iron Chef dude in it playing a Mohawk Indian oh I know well, it's funny because like we were like walking out of the theater going you know Americans hmm. make Matrix and now the French make a kick butt film well, ho, ho. <laughs> that's all we yeah. kept doing at the end of it because. Well, another uh, like, another great. Please, um, go ahead. Another fr- a great uh, French horror film. The uh, the guy that directed Frontiers, Xavier Gans, uh, he did a movie called The Divide, uh, with Michael Bain. It was a bomb shelter movie. I actually just watched it recently because you know we were working on White Doomsday, so I just decided I'm like I'm gonna watch all the bomb shelter movies I can find right now. See, you know, now that we're almost done with the movie and I watched it, it was actually pretty good. It's uh, very nasty. Oh, it sounds yeah, I cool. It I is. like movies about that. I, I, I like stuff like that. It would enclose places and bomb shelters. I even oh, yeah. go to the museums and crawl into Anderson houses. I like that kind of stuff. So oh, You'll love what you say then. I, I can't wait to see it. I am so excited that you've got it so close. I'm like, I'm keeping your fingers crossed that you don't throw up again. So, uh, I thought okay, it was going to be for this try not to care. What's that? Oh, I thought I was going to go to the nice. stairs that care and see it. Um, no, I'm going to have it finished by then, but it's uh, we're looking at distribution in the film festival circuit, so I can't play the scares yet. Next year I will, though. So, Are you yeah, going to wait till next year's scares that care and premiere it there? 
Well, I'm gonna. We're gonna. We have film festivals lined up that we're going to submit to. Um, so they'll be playing sometime. Hopefully, it'll get into some of the bigger name festivals. But I'll I'll submit it to Scares of Care for next year. But we won't have it uh, ready to be screened this year at Scares. I felt the trailer premiere last year uh, was one of the biggest things at the convention. That's just me because <laughs> well, I'm you. a little guy, you know. It got a lot yeah, of buzz, really awesome and we were talking about it after alerts. I heard a lot about it too. So uh, yeah, no. well, hopefully we're all it waiting patiently. <laughs> hey, you know, we're just rooting one of us on. You know, it's always nice to see when people are creating, and we know how much time and effort you're putting into it, and and vomiting. So you know, we yep, get lots it. Of it's all good. Um, good so here's some, each other. There was some news, uh, film news, I wanted to mention right before uh, we went on air. And then I have a, a small toot your own home segment for myself because I have three things I have to tell you guys about that I did. Um, first is, is that Quentin Tarantino just announced his new film, and it's going to be based on the Manson, Manson, Charles Manson murders. Uh, so that was announced today. Right before air. Uh, <laughs> funny thing is, the reception has been kind of yawned to it. I'm kind of surprised. So what do you guys think? Um, I'm not a Quentin Tarantino fan, so I'm probably the wrong person <laughs> to ask. You're, you're a I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. Um, I couldn't be more excited for this left turn. So, so a departure from everything he's done before. Can't wait. Well, All right, it's, and you're from L.A., so you... Documentary? I'm sorry? I, I don't think it is. A, doc- a docudrama? Because it's going to be like a docudrama, right? If it's taking yeah, place, it's going to be it... something like that. I, I'm not exactly sure. He's not giving a lot of details yet. He just said it's going to be like, you know, like his version of it, whatever that means, you know. It's, uh, you uh, think QT uh, Okay, so Manson's going to get away? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe a lot of Beach Beach Brothers music. I think there's you know Beach Boys music on acid and and lots of guns. That's what I'm guessing. And then they get bored and talk in a room for an hour. So I you know because it's no 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 a little a little more natural born killers like think 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 natural born killers. Oh no, but that was the wrong though, man. And Natural Born Killers is slick and cool, and Manson is not slick and cool. He's not like that, at least. He was more Nobody of a, wanted to you know, aloof megalomaniac yeah. and, you know, and all these Who wanted to be a pop things. star? <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. It's interesting, because a lot of, there's been some successful properties based on the Manson murders, and so, you know, I'm open-minded. You know. It is a cash cow. Anyway, you know, it's going to make money, that's for sure, because there's people that will go for the true crime element of it, and then there'll be people that will go uh, to, because it's QT, and his name is still Brandon yeah. after all these years. You know, uh, I was watching something about the, what was it, the anniversary of Reservoir Dogs this year, the 25th anniversary, and, you know, people are still, like, thinking that's one of the best films they've ever seen. You know, it, it's kind of amazing. I don't amazing know if I'll how- be able to suspend belief. And ca- and accept Samuel L. Jackson as Manson though. Um, uh, I'm I'm really hoping that the movie. There. I'm hoping the movie starts at the end and then plays backwards partially and includes an anime segment and a hot '70s soundtrack. Well, 
Well, we're assured a hot 70s I just want I just want Quentin Tarantino to be respectful to the family of the victims, you know, and really make sure it's a really stylized, cool movie. That's what I'm hoping for. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> the sarcasm drips off Lombardo's tongue. Wow. wow. <laughs> Let the guy write a treatment first. What do you say before we roast him alive? Jeez. Um, all right. So let's leave QT alone for a little bit. See, but that's kind of what people have been doing. The, the, the response has not been, woo, it's been kind of. Ah. <laughs> That's the only way I well, can I mean, explain it. Like, to be, to be fair, I've I've ranted about Quentin Tarantino for many, 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 many years on podcasts. Yeah. So this is not new, so it doesn't really matter what he's doing. I'm probably not going to like it. And so I can't really say that this particular project is going to be bad because of that. I have bias. Well, well it's like me and Zack Snyder. I, 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 I can't like get past Ooh. anything he does, but of course I'm always nope. right. He sucks. But, you know, yeah. I really, I really Agreed. can't stand Zack Snyder. I, 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 you know, and, and Brett Ratner, he's another one. No matter what he does, Ugh. I just won't give him a shot. I just can't, you know. Eli Roth. Me. I can't say well, that. Brett I like Ratner, Eli. you're absolutely right. I like Eli Brett, Roth. Brett what is this, you know, everybody <laughs> hates on Ratner because of X-Men 3. And it's unmarried. Well, no, no. Oh, that's man was oh, that's not that a shit. world before that. That just sealed the deal, dude. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead. He got a job. He got a paycheck to go in and finish somebody else's fuck up. That's exactly what happened. So don't get um, Ratner as much hate as you give. Not exactly. Give it to somebody who deserves it, like Eli Roth or fucking Yui Bull. Give it to them. They deserve <laughs> it. Uwe Bull quit filmmaking. He retired officially. David Goyer, give it to him. Oh, yeah. I have uh, he odd, his... oddly mixed feelings about you, Bull, because no, he's not a good filmmaker. But I have no. a weird odd spot for Postal. Postal made Postal, me laugh. Postal's I... a really good movie. It's Postal funny. Has a lot of... But is it as good as the game. video game? Yeah, it Postal's one of my favorite games. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, yeah, the Post... Postal 2 especially is very <laughs> self-aware. So when they did the movie, he took a lot of the comedy from that. So I was I appreciated that. And I liked that he cameoed himself as like a weird pedophile guy because he's talking about like jerking yeah. off the dead kids he, in the one he, scene. He actually goes, looks like a it, weird pedophile guy. Yeah. Yeah, and then the Nazi gold because people quote, said fun to this movie. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was gonna say. My favorite quote in the movie comes from him. He goes, "People th- suspect that I use Nazi gold to fund my movie. Well, I'm here to say I do. <laughs> you know." Yeah. But it fell. The movie falls apart in the second, towards the end. But I mean, of all the yeah. stuff he's done, that was definitely the best. That but, just felt like a know, movie. At least smell a pile of shit. <laughs> I, yeah. I just think he's he's kind of just this personality, and I just can't hate him. I just don't like his movies. Like I won't he, go out and watch a U Bull yeah. movie. You know, I he's don't, hilarious. He's also he's produced one of my friend's films. You know, he produced one of my friend's movies. She was oh, like yeah? hired as an actor, and it's a terrible movie. It's called Zombie Massacre or something like really generic, and takes place in a power yeah. plant in in Italy and everything. But she got a work, and he produced it. So you know, there's wow. that. So you know, you know, woohoo! Get did you, money. Did I, you see his Kickstarter videos for um, Rampage? Yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, or he didn't. It didn't. uh, It didn't fund because they're bad. And then he basically just said to all the people that didn't fund me, "Fuck you! I hate you! You're all assholes!" 
I was like, you know, yeah. it's probably why you didn't succeed on Kickstarter. <laughs> you don't say those. Because he doesn't care. That's what's funny what about asshole. him. He doesn't. He has no fucks. Like he gives no fucks, and that's why I think it's funny. I don't know. Okay, so Tommy doesn't like Eli Roth. He just said Eli Roth. Now I I, I say I love Fuck Eli him. Roth, but I do have to admit that Knock Knock was one of the biggest pieces of trash I'd seen in years, and I like Keanu Reeves. Really? I love him. Love him. Love him. Could not stay on that movie. I wanted to pull my eyeballs out, and I kept watching it thinking it was going to get better, and it didn't. It didn't get better. It got stupid. And I, and I like, loved, I even liked I didn't think his, it was that bad. I even liked his Rain Cannibal movie, the green, the, was it, the, the one that just came out. I even liked that Whoa. movie. I found there was, and that's not even that. that good. Wow, I, only because, only because I the Italian horror element made me made me nostalgic for Italian horror movies. Not that I like the movie. Okay, does that make any mm. sense? Like I well, wanted to go I watch was, well, Zombie Mass. No, I wanted to go watch the <laughs> zombies. I wanted to go watch Ferox afterwards to clean the palace. I wanted to watch Cannibal Holocaust <laughs> because uh, I won't well, watch you can't Holocaust. you can't call your movie Green Inferno and then do what he did. It was just it was I almost walked out. I know. It was so I, awful. I, I, you know, and and I get That's it too. But, but knock knock was way worse, actually. Knock knock was like way worse than that. Oh my god, it was it I'm was. I'm trying like, to wonder uh, why somebody. I don't understand where you think it's bad. I haven't seen Green Inferno, you, so I don't know. It's it, it's it's not anything. He like it, it got re-edited, and you can tell that the cut just makes no sense. Like I bet you somewhere in there, there's a better cut of Green Inferno. I actually think there is. No, there isn't. Uh, no, no, see, people no. who no. saw the film festival when it, it premiered <laughs> said that it was wor- It was so awful. That's why it got shelved because it was so bad. So they went and but recut it. Like... They added to hell, and it got worse. See, well, it not... got worse. It got better, and so that's why he's saying something. Now I want to just see it for the uh, horror show. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> bad. It doesn't really have its tone. I don't know why. Also, I mean, like, how bad is it? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's not as bad as you It's not. It's really not as bad as a Yule Ball movie. Um, no, uh, it's know, not. But, it's absolutely not. That okay, bad. that's good. No. <laughs> so. Um, okay, let's, we're way off topic. I don't like dissing on even <laughs> at, directors like that, except Zack Snyder. We can diss on him all you want. Uh, but oh, I have. Aww. Not his fault. Wow. Zack. Zack was really I, I wanted, nice at Comic Con. Who? <laughs> Zack Snyder was really nice at Comic Con, and he gave me a cool t shirt. So, you know, what the fuck? Well, you I know, met him. I'm sure he's a nice person. It doesn't he mean really I is. like his movies. No, you know, neither do movies? I. No, yeah. no. Three hundred. Like Three hundred was good. Three hundred was good. It's a B plus at best, and that's the best I can give it. The only one I liked was his Don. Isn't it the Dawn of the Dead remake? His, you know, yeah, I yeah, like that. Yeah. Movie, yeah. You know, Three Hundred is like but, my guilty pleasure movie. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah,
six months for the uh, Deb Apatow movie, the one about uh, the pregnancy and Seth Rogen. We saw both those films. Oh, not that. Kind of an amazing night. Knocked up. It was an amazing lineup, guys. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Balboa and Dreamgirls. Oh, my God. That night was one of the nice games of my life. It made me start writing, actually yeah. blogging. That we night saw, started my uh, career doing this. Uh, you know. Um, but uh, anyway, I digress. But I, so I have a nostalgia point for 300 because of that. But it's really, it's a really good adaptation of a comic book. It's not a very good adaptation of the historical elements. There's also a lot of that, like, no. whole, like, dynamic with the questions, you know, the, you know, it's here's the big early white dudes and the Persians. And there's oh, some yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. you got to put all that stuff aside because Frank Miller is uh, a fucking racist right wing out of his fucking gourd. Uh, kind of guy, but exactly. you know, just going by exactly. the material, he did the material very, very well. Yeah, there are it's huge problems with the material. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's beautifully adapted. Yeah. It's beautifully adapted. Yeah. Absolutely beautifully. Yeah, like you can take the three hundred comic book and put it against the movie. <laughs> exactly. You know? uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake. Cool. I liked the first ten minutes of the suburban apocalypse bit, but after that, it just. I was not a fan. We saw, we met Zack Snyder at Fangoria Weekend of Horrors when they premiered the trailer for the first time. So if you actually, if you read um, The Book of the Dead by Fab Press, it came out like 10 years ago by Jamie Russell, they talk about that. Uh, Tony Timpone talks about that where he got booed off stage after they premiered the trailer. Like I was wow. in that crowd and it was the most, Tony Timpone said it was the most hostile crowd he's ever seen. <laughs> People were furious. It, it, was, it was I stand by it still. That movie was pretty bad. Um, but he was Aww. very nice. He signed my thing. He was nice, but that movie was garbage. And the trailer looked like garbage. Yeah. But we got to see you it know, before everybody else. I enjoyed it. So. so anyway, let's talk about some happier things. I have to tell you about some clowns <laughs> and not scary ones, if you want to hear this story. Um, I've, like, the last two weeks of my life has been super busy. And what my husband is, does every year is he does sound for the Smithsonian Folklife Festival, which runs two weeks wrapped around the 4th of July every year on the National Mall in D.C. And this year was supposed to be a big year. It was supposed to be the Circus Arts Cuba and the National Animal Endowment of the Arts, a really small little section on them. Well, Cuba dropped out. <clears throat> I won't tell you <laughs> And so all we had left was the circus art. That's all we had left. And I hear somebody making a lot of weird noises again. This has been one of those weird noises nights. Not even my phone. Um, so anyway, um, excellent, it's gone away. Uh, so uh, anyway, so I was surrounded, and even though it was small, by musicians and circus arts and aerialists and clowns and jugglers, Chinese acrobats, all for two weeks. I've, uh, two weekends. I was like, I've been working with these people from Ringling Brothers. They just, you know, they just closed, but there's a lot of people who are working Ringling Brothers, Make a Circus, Universal Circus, uh, all the Sarasota circuses, because there's a ton of those. Well, one circus up in New York that was just badass. Um, you know, all these different types of circuses and these people, the Big Apple Circus, Grandma from the Big Apple Circus, one of the most famous clowns working. T.J. Tatters, now that name may sound a little familiar to Aaron Marie and Queenie. T.J. Tatters was the head of the college down in Ringling Brothers, the Clowns College. And he was one of my trivia questions, last scary clowns during the madness. So, uh, oh. so I met him. 
So that was awesome. Cool. I also met Dolly Dolly Jacobs, who is the daughter of Lou Jacobs. If you go and Google Lou Jacobs and hit image, you'll see a clown face, and that is one of the most famous clowns in the world, and that was her father, and she invented the aerial act, and she's in her 60s, and I watched her perform her act. To this day, she is one of the most beautiful things up in the sky. I cried both times I watched her perform. It was so neat. <laughs> I mean, this was so much awesome. fun. My daughter had so much fun. This was all free. You could just walk in. There was a pub next door with beer, which is rare for the National Mall. So I had an Irish pub in walking distance of my station and boozy popsicles, ladies and gentlemen, on a 90-degree day, boozy popsicles. Boozy popsicles. (laughs) I have discovered heaven, and it's called a boozy popsicle. It's an adult And they come in four flavors. One of them is mojito. Oh, my God. 90-degree weather, a mojito popsicle, all minty and limey and deliciousness. (laughs) Okay, they didn't have it, but supposedly there's a Jack and Coke one somewhere. Oh. All they all they have is sweet ones. They had a chocolate Guinness. They had a sangria, which tastes like fucking sangria. It was like a sangria on a popsicle, and and they had a, uh, a, a an Irish cream one to go with their fish and trips. But I, that one was good. It tastes like a coffee ice cream. I didn't taste the alcohol. Mojito one, hell to the yes, you toast the alcohol. Oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> I, they ran out of those. They ran out of those. I had to go use the, eat the other ones after a while. Oh, poor me. Uh, you know, and, and so so I was doing really well at this thing. This thing was just badass. I was, like, so into it. Um, and so while this is going on, two things happened to me. Um, one is that the MST3K Live Tour was the same day as the last day of the festival. So I went and bought a skirt. Yes, I bought a skirt, Erin Marie. And a, and a T-shirt. <laughs> And I got on the Metro and went to the Lincoln Theater and sat through both shows of the live tour of Mystery Science Theater 3000 on Sunday. And that was amazing. Oh, my God. Okay, so it, it was they were there, Jonah Ray and the, and the puppets and, and Cynthia. Um, the bone, one, of the, one of the bone people was there. Um, they, had, they had filmed uh, segments with Pat Oswalt and Alicia Day specifically for the live tour. Um, the first movie was Ega, which is a classic Mystery Science Theater 3000 film. Uh, oh, my God. It's really good because Joel Hodgson's was there, too, and he came out. And what they're talking about, this is kind of like they had some issues with the new season. And if you watch some of the episodes, you can see they don't always have their survive down yet. Right? So they're doing this live so they can get their improv on a little bit and work on their chemistry more. And it's working. It's a totally bitchin' idea. And so I think we are going to get a season 12 out of this. I'm almost positive we're going to have a season 12 out of this. They haven't announced it yet, but, I mean, I can't see why they wouldn't uh, at this point. So it was a great time. The second film, I can, I'm not going to say what it is, but think Austin Powers, but it's a superhero actually shot in that time period and super stupid and lots of bathrobes. It's like, it's the most bizarre movie. It was actually really fun. So I'd never seen that movie before. So that was cool. And so while that's going on, I'm at Ben Chili Bowl getting a smoke, right? A half smoke at Ben Chili Bowl, literally next door to the theater. And I get a phone call and it is from 
dum da 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 Jason Tross, the director. Okay, Jason Tross, the director. Why is he writing to me? I want a con I backed his film and I uh and I I want a contest. And he's gonna Skype me next weekend online and we're gonna have drinks together. That's fucking cool. Are we gonna talk about the are you going to talk about costuming and, and what the uh, SP is about and what there. you're going to be they doing? Said, oh, my God. I hope Sarah is going to be there because they know how much I love her. So, you know, I've had Tommy and Mike Lombardo. I had Sarah Tross, her, his sister, on before. She's a costumer. Uh, she's, like, one of my favorite people. She was my number two interview dream interview, and I got her. So we, we, we awesome. see, I, I, it, it was really amazing. You can go and look it up. So <laughs> beautiful. Ooh, Have you seen uh, HBO's Vice Principals? Uh, I saw the trailer for the new Vice Principals, yeah. yes. I'm talking, I'm talking to Mike and our other guest. Have you seen Vice Principals on HBO? Um, I haven't watched television in years. I'm very behind on all that. <laughs> she does. Uh, Sarah Trost does the costuming for that. We talked to her before the premiere of that season last year, and then we got to watch all of those fabulous costumes she came up with um, after we interviewed her, which was really cool. That's really so, cool. So, so it turns out that after I back them, my perks are a bunch of stuff like they always give you. Right, you get I get like a CD and some T-shirts and digital downloads of the previous movies, all that stuff, right? But I also get this: I get to go. I'm going to be an extra in the movie, so that's, awesome. that's the really that's the big announcement. So I'm going to be in SP2 Beats of Rage as an audience member, and my name's going to be on the scoreboard. Oh, that's cool. I'm gonna be immortalized in the FP universe, motherfuckers. I'm so excited. That's gonna be really cool. Oh my god! I know. I I know it's it's like the trashiest film ever, and I love it for that. I love that design. You see, I'm a huge fan Trash of that. Like, wonderful. throw things together and just figure out what to do with it. Dystopian future, like street trash. This film, oh my god, you know, I trash. love. Yeah. I love that kind of aesthetic, that that just like decay, like aesthetic, and and, and Sarah Tross is the best at taking something and making it beautiful. You know, I she takes like lampshades and makes hats out of them. I mean, it, she's incredible. So uh, and she shows that you can do costumes on a budget. You know, and you don't have to be wasteful. You can go to the script store and just rip things apart and re-Frankenstein them. That's what she calls it. She actually invented a type of costuming called Frankensteining and can make something completely new with it. Uh, it, it she's she's astonishing. Uh, so that's why I walk. I, I worship that woman. <laughs> so more than her brothers. And her brother, Brandon Trost, uh, he, he directed Lords of Salem. I mean, he was a VP on Lords of Salem. So all the whole family is like super mad talented, you know. And Brandon Trost is probably going to win an Oscar. And they started on Power Rangers. That's where they got their start. Really? Their dad was the next supervisor for the American side of the Power Rangers. So, uh, you know, so, so there's a lot of cred to this family. Uh, you know, it's pretty funny. I love these guys. So that's the Trost family. So I'm going to get to go watch them make a movie. It's going to be so cool. Okay. Enough about me, guys. This is not about me. This is about the scares that cares. And, and also, 
Geek Paradise, Geek Mecca is happening right now. Um, so it is now 940, so let's switch gears completely and talk about why we're all here. And we're all here because this is the best time of year to be a geek. If you're a horror geek, if you're a comic geek, if you're a film geek, any kind of geek, there is something to be done this weekend. And one of those things is uh, San Diego Comic-Con, and Aaron Kogan's going to give a preview of that. And the other one is Scares the Cared. And I'm going to start actually with Aaron for a moment, guys, because there's more of us to talk about Scares the Cares than there is to talk about San Diego. So let's give him a little bit of time to do San Diego. And then we're going to just throw down on Scares the Cares. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. I want to throw down. Ruby. All right. So, Aaron, you're first. Go, drop it. All right. San Diego Comic Con. Uh, what are you doing this year? It better. Just say Rick and Morty, and I'm good. <laughs> uh, I am hopefully – I've never yet missed a Rick and Morty panel. I've never yet missed an Archer panel. The fact that I don't have tickets for those days yet is a little bit of a problem, but I am working on it, so fingers crossed. Um, what can you say about the San Diego International Comic Con? It's the biggest. Um, New York did take attendance last year because, you know, it's New York city and not San Diego, but we're still the biggest where it counts. And, uh, this I also year, want to say they're cheating now too. They're also, how cheating. are they cheating? Cause they're not allowing people to buy three day weekends. You're only allowed to buy one ticket for one day and that's it. Oh, wow. That, that does yeah. make it harder. Yeah. Wow. I, I hadn't heard yep. that. Nope. You, my friend John Hazel, who was online, was going to talk about that a little bit because he's, he's signed mm. up to go. He usually goes for all four days, but he can't this year. They won't let anybody go all four days. Wow. Well, with us uh, out in here, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a lottery uh, done online, and you get to watch in real time as your hopes and dreams die, uh, as the little <laughs> captions come up. Yeah, four-day ticket, four tickets are gone. Yeah, Saturday tickets are gone. Yeah, Friday tickets are gone. And I got Thursday and Sunday, literally the two worst effing days. But I still have some things that I can do. Um, first off, uh, this is would have been, I should say, the 100th birthday of Jack King Kirby. And if you don't know who Jack King Kirby is and what he did for modern comics, maybe you're in the wrong spot for comic books. Uh, <laughs> Kirby is fucking amazing. Uh, if you don't know your work, you're probably wrong. You should, you should look him up and see his stuff, because if, if you like popular arts and you like comics, you've almost certainly seen something heavily influenced right. by him. Uh, I'm looking... Yeah, please. For, for the uneducated, Jack Kirby created both Darkseid and Thanos. Who are the big bad guys in the Marvel and DC universe is going to be? Thanos and Darkseid. Jack Kirby Creations. Enough set. I I also want to say, Sam, we did at his panel give a shout out to Jack. I mean, he didn't hold back on Kirby. He did talk really, really respectfully when someone brought him up during the panel. So, you know, he he gave his props. I'll give him that. So, go ahead. Um, As much as Stan Lee is revered, uh, and, and he is and he should be, um, also, let's remember Bill Finger, please. But um, I'd say even more so, uh, Will Eisner and Jack Kirby are revered as 
the founding fathers of modern comics. Uh, they're just fucking amazing, both their works. Um, we should also mention it is Star Wars' 40th anniversary, so there'll be a lot of Star Wars stuff related to that. And it's also the 25th anniversary of the first appearance of Dr. Harley Quizzle, also known as Harley Quinn on Batman the Animated Series, so there's panels devoted to that. Um, and let me interject just for a second, Aaron. Don't forget, we are doing, yeah. in Animation August, we're going to do an Ode to Bruce Tim, And I think it's mm-hmm. going to be the last week in August. So we will definitely talk yes. about Harley Quinn, because my single favorite episode of anything, period, is is the uh, – the, the one where Harley Quinn's introduced, uh, you know, in the first season right now, I'm blanking the name of it, like the, the, the favor, the favor, single favorite yeah. episode uh, ever. I absolutely think that is one of the best written things. Oh, my God, it's so good. Anyway, go ahead. Mad love? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruce Tim is amazing in and of his own right. Um, really enjoyed him last year at the premiere of uh, Batman the Killing Joke. Uh, looking forward to what he has to say. Uh, the new one they're premiering at Comic-Con this year is kind of uh, the polar opposite, uh, 180 degrees away from that. It's uh, a Batman team-up with Harley Quinn against uh, Poison Ivy. So uh, we'll see what that's like. I saw uh, that. That looked really cool. I was totally yeah, looking at that going, yeah. Maybe. 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 Yeah. I like Batman when it's darker. The, the, the other big news, um, keeping with uh, DC, is uh, that the next movie that they're going to announce is probably going to be Batman Gaslamp. Uh, please, yeah. please, 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 oh, please, please. Yeah. Because that I would be just what I heard fucking bitching. So, fingers uh-huh. crossed. Um, uh, Three of us can say th- that. We heard that, so that's good. It's a rumor. I think you yeah. can almost firm. Yeah. So, oh, oh, also, uh, since we're speaking rumors, I should also mention this weekend, uh, starting Friday, going Saturday and Sunday, is the D23 Disney Expo here in Anaheim. And the news that we're looking for to come out of that is a release date for Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Uh, Star Wars, even though it's the 40th anniversary, has a very, very small footprint at Comic-Con, which is a little weird, but maybe because... Uh, we've got the D23 Disney Expo, and, you know, Disney now owns Star Wars. We'll see it. Yeah, since they've taken D23 over, more. they've had all the Star Wars stuff happen at the Disney Expos. And it, the Star Wars the celebrations. Have been there, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so yeah. That's, that's what we're looking forward to. Who knows for sure. Um, there's some new series that we're looking to see uh, things from Sci-Fi Channel has Krypton, which could be interesting, maybe. It, it certainly was one of the more interesting aspects of Zack Snyder's uh, Superman, uh, so maybe. Uh, I'm kind of excited for the premiere, don't judge me, of Unikitty. Princess Unikitty <laughs> was kind of the breakout star of the Lego movie. Don't I, laugh. I, Princess I Unikitty rocks. Oh, so, <laughs> she's got a brand new awesome series. Princess. Right? I'm, Come I'm, on. So I have a seven-year-old uh, daughter. A of course really I love Unikitty. Princess Unikitty is the best. Oh, my God. Speaking of which, so, I'm um, also front and center. Did you see the trailer for My Little Pony? I They were going to have a present right? at Comic-Con this year because they have a yes, big indeed. movie coming there's, out in October. There's a panel on the brand believe, new movie coming. 
my daughter heard about the movie and then heard the name Kristen Chenoweth and went, we're going. And I'm like, yeah, why would I even <laughs> question that, Lily? Of course we are. <laughs> you know? right so anyway, this is cool. So maybe you can get us some down low on that. That would be cool. Absolutely. I'll keep a, an eye out for news on that and swag. There is a panel. Uh, there's a lot of returning shows that I'm interested in seeing the panels for. Castlevania just got the uh, the nod for a second season. Castlevania, if you haven't seen it, is available right now on Netflix. It's uh, based on the old series of video games from back in the day. And oh, yeah. It's freaking it, good, guys. It's oh, really, really good, good, but the I've first seen the first season episode kind of and I'm already I saw it's the right before air. Literally, that was what I was mm-hmm. doing. I was advertising the show, and I was watching Castlevania. So I see right the first off. two episodes. Yeah, it's so Vampire right Hunter D. <laughs> right on. And, yeah, and except Vampire for he's Hunter a lot D. more angry than Vampire Hunter D. Vampire Hunter D wasn't that angry. He got angry, but not that angry. That was pretty pissed no. off. Like, I haven't seen Divine pissed off, like, like imagery like that in quite a while. That was pretty pissed oh, off. That's so cool. <laughs> Well, I'm very oh, happy yeah, to say they got, they got the, uh, the the second season uh, thumbs up the green light, so we're going to get, be getting more of Castlevania. I, I don't want to get uh, girly on you, though. I do want to say I don't think that Dracula needs the plot device of his wife dying to be a strong character. Uh, I just want to say that. <laughs> I don't mind it because I kind of liked her character, and she was cool for the few moments you had her, but it wasn't necessary. Because uh, it's Dracula, and he can do. The, if he just if he took her out in the first five seconds of that mood of the show, I would have been just as happy. You know what I'm saying? If he did drink her dry yep. right there, boom, I would have been fine yeah. with that. Because it's Dracula, Dracula is also romantic. So yeah, well, you know, he's married to Dracula, especially Castlevania Dracula, which is probably pretty romantic. shitty. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I used to play a. Wasn't it Simon's Quest? Isn't that the second one yep, on part Nintendo? Two for Nintendo. Yep. I played the shit out of that game as a as a teenager. Yeah, that game is oh fucking God. impossible. I, I love it, but it's impossible. What a terrible oh nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I got a kick out of with is that. It? What gave me a kick was that it's only four episodes long, so it should have been you know just a movie. I think it was yeah, a movie originally, and they just cut it up. I, I don't know why they cut it up. I could be wrong, but that's what people were saying. Really? No, no. It, oh, it, it doesn't edit that way, because when you watch the episodes in concession together, in succession mm-hmm. together, rather, um, it's like you're coming out of a commercial for, on an episode of G.I. Joe, where they are <laughs> saying again the last things that they said, you yeah. know, but uh, a different uh-huh. panel, different framing. You know what? It, I it was made as a was series. A, like, it wasn't made as a continuous item. Well, how many... Okay, let me ask you this. How many flying Medusa heads are there? There hasn't been any Medusa heads yet. <laughs> not, but there's been a uh, lot of other see, things. See, that's breaking my heart. Yeah. Because that's what I need. Well, maybe, maybe anything. They don't want to blow their wad all in one sitting. you got to save something. You know, all about, <laughs> I'm all done. I love Penadolin, so... Yeah, it's like basting a turkey. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I'm glad you said G.I. Anyway. Joe, because that actually reminded me of something that I should mention, too. Uh, there's <laughs> all kinds of exclusives at Comic-Con, action figures, uh, Chick and art, all, all kinds of things. Uh, a couple of things I'm most excited for, uh, coming out of Hasbro, they do have uh, G.I. Joe's Roadblock, 
Uh, Rom, greatest of the Space Knights. I know none of you will know who yes. that is. I don't yes, care. Yes, Rom. Um, yes, Rom and a dire race. Oh my God! And uh, let's see, we're going to get Team of Micronauts and Biotron. So, fangirls. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for all that. You're a bunch of fangirls. <laughs> the guys um, are fanboying out. Do you yeah. guys listen to they that? Right? Fangirling oh my out. God. Oh, Revolution cute. Comics. Revolution Comics did this really wild crossover thing last year with Transformers versus G.I. Joe versus Mask versus ROM versus Micronauts. And it's insane. And it's actually kind of been getting good reviews, believe it or not. Uh, the artwork's really good. I haven't started reading it yet. But, uh, yeah, the, the little pack they have of, this, of all these action figures just looks insane, so I'll be getting that for sure. Um, there are all <laughs> kinds of Star Wars toys like you don't even want to know. Uh, at the premiere level, uh, they have this beautiful fucking bust of uh, God bless it. Uh, we were just discussing him um, from the Marvel Universe with the uh, the power of Thanos, Thanos. 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 And and it's Thanos. gorgeous. It's fucking gorgeous. I don't know and how Thanos I'm gonna I have no idea how I'm gonna tell my wife that we need this, but we need this obviously, so um, <laughs> okay. somehow I'm gonna end up with a, a bust of Thanos thing. in my you living room. Know, remember you are c I am coming to visit. So if you saw Ooh. something and went with love that, don't hesitate yeah. to buy it. Okay. Oh, you know I will. I'm actually going to be able to take it home. So, uh, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I already have a so, little pile of stuff here for you from past comic cons, oh, but yes, absolutely. Oh, I know. Um, I know. I can't wait to see you. Oh, and, and we got to talk about it, too, because I actually know where I want to go with you, and it's not to Disneyland, but we, I want to go to Knott's Berry Farm with you. Well, yeah. we'll do that, too. There's a, there's a reason. I think we should do both. Oh, we might do both, but on the first time, <laughs> first down, because you know we're going to be in LA for two separate times, right? But the first right. time, I want to go to Knott's that evening and not Disneyland right. for the night. There's a re- there's a reason. I'll explain off there later. Anyway. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, anyway, getting back to Comic Con. Um, <laughs> if you're a fan of uh, the book The New Mutants, which was uh, a big thing back in the day, uh, Bill Sinkowitz has a gorgeous portfolio of his art back then. Uh, I would say Sinkowitz and Neil Adams are probably the new gods as far as art goes for comic books. And uh, there are limited edition and numbered editions and signed stuff from uh, Bill's work on the New Mutants, and I'm definitely going to be trying to pick up one of those. We were talking about Mystery Science Theater 3000 earlier, uh, MST3K will in fact be playing down in San Diego at the Balboa Theater for Comic Con. Um, That's MC right. So going to be there. Oh yeah, MC Chris is playing in town. All kinds of people are in town for Comic Con. They said this year, uh, this year's Comic Con has the largest outdoor presence of any Comic Con. So even if you can't get into the main building, there's a shit ton happening all around San Diego. Uh, that so, is actually you know. the biggest news I think about Comic-Con. It's been the slow trend for years. Uh, why, why pay for space on the floor when you can rent uh, a parking lot and set your whole thing up for nothing? And that's what people are doing, all companies are doing by the dozens. Uh, the, the one that I'm most excited for 
is probably Legion. Uh, it's a series on yes. FXX that's based yes. on Bill Sinkwitz's New Mutants. Uh, they're doing something with brand new technology. Uh, they're doing oh. something called a mixed reality experience. It's going to be a 10-minute piece where you're going to put hardware on your head, and it's going to involve live actors as well, and something they're calling the HoloLens headset. And I don't know if we're talking about virtual reality, augmented reality, or what. Holographic. I'd be excited. And then I saw a documentary about this. The Lawnmower yeah. Man. Hey, you couldn't pay me to get near this stuff. I know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, so, you got one more minute. We got to talk about San, uh, Scarcity Cares. Uh, so yeah, uh, give me your me final, su- final sum. Wrap it up. Yeah, wrap it up. Uh, yeah. Like Liz said, even if you don't have tickets, there's so much stuff going down here. Uh, the, the series Vikings is going to have a mock oh. funeral for their cast members. Yes, Westworld, it has a huge oh booth. Um, oh. Game of Thrones, of course. Vikings. And then uh, Sunday, uh, I am going to be in Hall H because it's probably going to be North America's last chance to say goodbye to our current doctor. Uh, there's going to be a nice little Doctor Who presentation, and uh, Aww, yeah, that's so sweet. I, I, I have loved oh this Doctor. God. We we are going to get a Christmas special, so it's not the last we're going to see of this Doctor, but his time is done. Uh, he'll be regenerating <laughs> soon. And uh, just to throw this out there, the buzz is our next Doctor is going to be a woman. Yeah, I know they're saying that, and 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 yeah. we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. So, all right. Thank you, Aaron. And and well. so we got to shift gears. So, um, so for going from one of the biggest to a medium to smaller one, a nonprofit organization media convention. So, compiled kind of far apart from each other, uh, but yet both are amazing in their own right. And so, every year at the same time as San Diego Comic Con, much to Aaron's chagrin, because he always wants me to go down there. I'm always committing myself to this one, and that is Scares the Cares, which is actually this year is July 21st through the 23rd, and uh, with the pre-show uh, on the 20th. If, you, uh, if you're there a little early, they're going to show Piranha at the poolside, and there's going to be drinks and karaoke mm. in the bar for people that are there early, which I am going to be there early, and so is and Aaron and And Mike, you're too, right? Mm-hmm. All of us are Thursdays. All of us are Thursdays, right? Yeah. Yes. Mike won't be caught dead in your karaoke. No, oh I'll God, do karaoke. This is my first time doing Thursday. I've never done the Thursday before. I usually show up on oh, Friday. So this will be, and I'm going ahead of the Mister, so I have a night to just do what I want. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, so uh, my friend Kim and I are coming up, and my daughter's coming up, and she's going to hang with the kids. And, uh, you know, because it is one of the things I like about Scares the Cares, it actually surprisingly has this amazingly, even though I, I don't think it pulls its punches on tour at all, yet it has a completely kid-friendly vibe about it. And it kind of happened by default because the first time that it aired, it aired literally against Indianapolis. And so a lot of people had to go to Days of Dead Indianapolis to do vending because that's the big show. And it left all of us people behind that had families that couldn't go to Indianapolis. And we all went to Scares the Cares. And the rest is history. We ended up loving the show. And, uh, you know, and it's for a good cause. They give money to 
three to four families. They said this year they might even have enough money for a fourth family. Uh, it's usually a burn victim, a cancer patient, and someone with a, like a child that has special needs. Uh, and, it, you know, and uh, <laughs> Daryl Ripple always wears a bra and you can stuff it and give money to breast cancer survivors. Uh, it's, it's really a good time and it is a straight up media convention, just like you normally would see. Um, you know, like it, Days of the Dead, it's got vendors or Monster Mania, and it's right up there, the lineup this year. The, the most exciting thing on the list, and I can't even talk about it, I'm so excited. And Erin Marie, why am I so excited about the headliner this year at Scares the Cares? Because you are a sucker for mad scientists, and the best one of them all is going to be there. Yes, Herbert West. I am a sucker for mad scientists. <laughs> I love Mad Scientist, and the ultimate Mad Scientist is going to be headlined. And that is Jeffrey Combs, the reanimator. He is the first time I ever I'm literally I've wearing my reanimator shirt right now. Awesome. Yeah. I, I met Barbara Crampton this year and got her to sign a poster, so I already am ready to go for my signature. Uh, That's awesome. So um, I cosplay two Mad Scientists, and he was my first one. And now I do uh, Flea Today for Mr. Science Theater 3000. There's pictures. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it was $13 costume. But I just like, I'm going to go with Herbert West at a convention. And that's what I decided to do. Because that's what I, he's actually, that's when I play Herbert West, he's supposed to be at some kind of medical convention. And he's looking around going, this isn't a medical convention. What's going on? So, you know, break the, break the pencil. I broke a pencil at work today in my costume because I wore my lab coat at work as my actual costume. That's how come it was only 13 bucks because I actually use my work uniform. And I snapped a pencil today at someone out of anger. And I caught myself doing that. And I'm like, oh, no, I am Herbert West. Maybe I'm watching too many horror films because I – Were they contesting the will of the brain? I guess so, man. I mean, he, I'm so excited. So I know I don't normally – I like the get celebrity thing, and it's always fun. I usually now am more of a panel geek, and I'm probably going to spend more time in panels than I will on the guest floor. But that is one single guest out of all of them not to mention the regulars like Sid and, and Kane that we always wear is Kane hotter. Uh, you know, uh, it, you know, but it's amazing to me that, you know, I'm finally going to get to meet Jeffrey Combs. And so does anybody feel the same way or am I just, me, 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 no, definitely not alone. Jeffrey Combs is one of my all time favorites. Like I have to meet the man. I used to love the reanimator, bride of reanimator. Like, I have been. Oh my God. Amazing. They were, they were oh, like some of my favorite things. Nice. He is really nice. Oh, he gave me a big hug. It was great. I actually had uh, Motor City Nightmares one year. I was a vendor when the stall came out, and I was setting. I was doing vendor setup that Thursday or Friday morning, sorry. And uh, he walks up to my table all sheepishly, and he's like, "Hi, my name's Jeff. I'm trying to find my table. Do you have a map?" And I just stared at him, and I was like, I, "Yeah, I can help you out, Jeff." I had to take to the celebrity room, and I'm just like, don't be a fucking fanboy. Just shut up and take him to his table. <laughs> it, was, it was surreal. He was very nice. Oh, man. That's awesome. I, I, 
I don't geek out as much. Like, the only time I'm super geeked out around, like, celebrities, I get nervous. Erin Marie notices I get really nervous talking to celebrities. But it's more of an imposter's complex with me. But there's some that I absolutely geek out on. And one of them is the William Zabka-Martin Cove combination from Karate Kid. Like, I can't be around those guys without just geeking out. And the other one is Elvira. But it's Elvira. So, uh, you know. It's Elvira. <laughs> You're not kicking around with Elvira. You shouldn't be at a horror convention. That's how I feel about it. But anyway, I love Elvira. Uh, I, I've like lived most of my life around her. But I agree. She also has done Scares That Cares in the past. So we always have horror hosts there. This year, Gore Duvall is again going to be there and to do the costume contest. But And we also have the author's room and we have the podcasting room and I want Mike, Mm -hmm. which one would you want to take the, would you like to take the author's room or the podcasting room or you and Tommy can fight it out. Pick which one you would like to talk about. Uh, I'll do the author rooms. I know most of them. Okay. How about Tommy? You and I will do the podcasting track. Is that cool? Well, yeah, because we're like involved in a lot of it. So. Yeah. I am a podcasting whore this year and I didn't mean to be, but it turns out I am. So, <laughs> go ahead, Mike. Talk about, let's start with the author's track. Because the thing about Scares the Cares, it's not just about the celebrities and the vendors, media celebrities. We also have two other tracks. Our, our author's track, which is always great, Lansdale is there again. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Lansdale. You know, is it Lansdale? Oh, my God. Okay, I love that man. And, 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 and Aaron Marie's mm-hmm. like, who's Joe Lansdale? And I'm like, who's Joe Lansdale? Anyway, I geek out around Joe Lansdale, too. <laughs> yeah. Joe Lansdale's anyway. a sweetheart. He's going to be there. Um, Brian Keane is running the whole thing again. Um, he's not yep. going to be a signing. He's not in the room this year, though, so you can't buy books from him. He's taking a behind-the-scenes thing, but he will be there. Um, the big one for me is Edward fucking Lee, who is my favorite author of all time. The man is my idol. Um, and I'm very, very excited to hang out with him again. He was there a few years ago, and I pretty much spent the entire weekend getting shit-tanked with him, and it was, like, the most <laughs> wonderful and surreal experience of my entire life. So he emailed me. He's like, your ass better be ready to drink. And I was like, oh, I am. <laughs> so that's uh, very exciting. Uh, Jonathan Jans will be there again. He's a, a new author. He's a very cool guy. Um, Adam Caesar will be there again, which is very cool. I believe Christopher Rufty will be there. Um, we got Joe Lansdale, uh, Tom Monteleone. If I'm not mistaken, F. Paul Wilson is going to be there this year. I don't have confirmation. Uh, I, don't I haven't think looked. So. No, is that is, is, what? I don't I think remember it's on the damn website. I haven't. I haven't checked it in a while. So I've been I've been busy, but I'm trying to remember who else. Unless is this be was there. a surprise they threw at us. Because isn't Nikon the same weekend? I think he's going to Nikon. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Nikon. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Nikon, Nikon is that weekend. Um, yeah, so. but there's uh, there's a whole host of authors. There's a lot of uh, smaller authors, like newer guys, and there's the well-established people, and they're just the most wonderful people on the planet. Like, I'm uh, lucky enough to be friends with a lot of these guys, and they've been nothing but incredibly supportive and incredibly inspiring to me, and they also write kick-ass books. So... I, I spent all my money in the, in the dealer's room for them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick Macy. It, he, uh, oh, that's I, right. I Patrick, him. of course, Patrick. Yeah, Patrick yeah, Lacey. Patrick I was going to say, because he, he's on Dark Discussion, so I, and he was on mm-hmm. my Frankenstein panel last year, which is how I met <laughs> Tommy Clark last year as well. So, yeah. uh, you know, so uh, it was kind of kismet, that whole thing. So uh, it was pretty awesome. 
you know. Oh, Matt Hayward. Uh, Matt Hayward from Ireland. He's going to be his debut novel. He's a cool guy. Uh, he's good. He just co wrote something with, with Patrick, actually. Uh, so they'll both be there. John Bowden is another fantastic author who wrote um, Jedi Summer, which is one of the best books I've read in the last 10 years. So you absolutely Rath James White's going to be there, too, right? Uh, Rath James White will be there. Um, oh, I just had another one, and I just fucking forgot it. Oh, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> I get all excited all over again. You're not uh, bad at this. David Bernstein, I believe, is going to be there. You, you guys um, have hit most everybody that's going to be there. I mean, yeah, there's Mary a lot. Giovanni. Kelly Owen, Bob Ford. Kelly Owen, yep, I was about to say her. Um, Armand Rosamilla. Oh, isn't Weston, isn't, uh, Weston Oaks going to be there? Jay Wilburn, Christian Jensen. Mm-hmm. Chris and, and there's going to be writers. I think Christian will be giving work- out lap dances again this year. There's What's writers' up? workshops. All weekend, right? I mean, starting yeah, I'm from in five o'clock on Friday, all the way through to the end of like three thirty on Saturdays, uh, Sunday. There's there's something going on, so that's actually pretty amazing yeah. for that room. Um, I uh, uh, paid the hundred bucks ahead. to do the writers' workshop. I, I'm in that writers' workshop, so well, that's I'm looking forward fun. to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to learning from Tom and Olivia. My God, I, I'm that's like. Cool. I looked at my wife and she's like, "You got to do this." I said, "Yeah, I got to fucking do this." Yeah. So what time is that event, uh, Tommy? That's that's right after the 1987 panel. Right after 1987 the 1987 panel, panel. So you're 12 gonna bust right out. Well, you're gonna have a busy Saturday yep. like the rest of us. That's why we're partying on Thursday night and not Friday. And <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we have to Absolutely. Get, oh my god, I, I I'm all for day drinking at at uh, at. At Comic Cons, I've, I've attended my fair share of Days of the Dead, uh, but you know there's limits. I got to be professional too, so you know at least two. Yeah, when I'm running yeah. a table, I don't leave. I can't drink at the table. I would never survive it, all four days. No. <laughs> but in the we're gonna be doing a podcast. A lot of them. Yeah, well, I'm doing a podcast with uh, for the horror show with Brian Keane. I'll be on that podcast yeah. at some point. I'll probably be drunk for that one. Well, that's okay, because podcasting, I'm drinking right now. So, I mean, you know, I'm also not wearing pants. So, uh, uh, so it, it, that's what podcasting is about. So, I mean, I, I am socially awkward. I don't like to shut up. Podcasting is a perfect venue for me. Uh, so, um, uh, so, so uh, let's, let's talk about the new track that Brian King organized. I want to thank Brian King for inviting me to be on this track, as well as you, Sir Tommy, for inviting me. You were the first person to write to me and invite me on to one of their shows for Scary Bit Care. So I'm going to be on the yep. uh, live recording of Necrocasticon. That will be Friday at 1030 yep. to 1130 um, in the right podcasting track. So what is our subject, sir? Ah, cyber horror and the music that goes with it. So uh, last year we had an uh, episode dedicated to industrial music, but I wasn't on that show. Uh, I was doing some other things. So the guys didn't really get much into the horror aspect of, uh, of cyber horror. So we're going to expand on that and talk about that and talk about some of the great cyber horror movies and cyber horror novels and the music that, you know, whether it's heavy metal or not, some of it's, you know, in that gray area. So, uh, well, you know, so you're, of course, you're going to be talking about uh, Ripper, the PC game from the 90s, right? About Jack the Ripper living in the internet with Christopher Walken. Ooh, can... Yes, stuff like that. Yeah, That's one possibly. That was yes. out. Um, 
We, we are going to blend into, obviously, uh, we're going to have to talk about some sci-fi elements, because definitely science fiction and cyberpunk well, go yeah. hand in hand. And uh, it's so funny, because I just once just casually put cyberpunk into Google, and it popped up with like 30 films, and I'd seen every single one of them. And I'm like, wow, I must really like this genre. <laughs> you know, and I do. Mm-hmm. I love this genre, actually. And it's been a fun, I've been filling in like films that I haven't seen before, to pad around. Tell me hardware is on that list. Hardware, hardware is my seen, number, is our main topic, actually. Yeah, Excellent. and in fact, I'm about to rewatch it tomorrow. So tomorrow it's on my list to rewatch it. Ooh. Nobody this fucks with Mo. Down. Yeah, yeah, just make so sure when you're, when you're watching it, make sure when you're watching it, you've got a string of popcorn to eat. Pop, 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 you know? And wear gloves so, when you do it. Yeah. Well, I don't like popcorn. That's <laughs> To me, it's you know, um, other than Carl Urban's version of the Raid as Judge Dredd, it's the best 20, 2000 AD adaption, and it's aged very like, well. Uh, I actually think, yeah, hardware has gotten better with age. I didn't really like it the first time I saw it, but then I watched it a couple years ago during the madness. We did a, a group watch of that, Dolls, and what was the other film, Aaron? Do you remember what the third film was? Oh, Chopping Ball. Not a, uh, Fucking, why would I forget that? Oh my God, Topping Ball, Topping and I was like, Topping Ball, which is, those three films together were just like amazing. Topping Ball and Hardware are perfect AB films, just so you know. And mm-hmm. Dolls is like one of my all-time favorite movies. Stuart Gordon is another person that's been at Scares mm-hmm. and Cares and I geeked out at. Uh, and yeah, that's I geeked out 19, That's the 1987 panel. Uh, so that film came out in 1987, which is one of my favorite years in horror ever. And yeah, we'll save it for that I, I came out in 1987. It's a good year. Is that when you were born? Were you born in 87, Lombardo? I was. God. Such a oh kid. Oh, my God, he's a kid. Yeah, I know, man. No, I'm still, I'm still wet behind the rear. That's right. You just had it. your birthday. <laughs> well, well, no wonder you came out so twisted, Lombardo, because do you know what movies came out in that year? Every good one ever made. <laughs> a lot of good oh, ones. Oh, a lot of them. Most a lot of, the people of that we go- I want to say a, a quick vocal poll. How many people have heard about or been to a show with the lead of Hellraiser at a table recently in the last year? With uh, who, um, Doug Bradley? Me, Doug Bradley, yeah. yes. <laughs> All of us, me. I think. Yeah. Yes. Hellraiser me. came out in 87. Yeah, Hellraiser my favorite came movie. out in 87. Um, how many people think that Robert England is still the greatest Freddie Mer- Freddy of all time? Yeah, absolutely. Not again. <laughs> not Mad Mount Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. Dream yeah. Warriors came out that <laughs> year. <laughs> Dolls came out so that year. The greatest vampire movie of all time came out that year. Uh, Near Dark and Lost Boys came out that year. Uh, yeah, <laughs> some, the greatest some vampire movie of all time is Near Dark, yes. Yeah, Near Dark. Well, I actually, oh, it's funny, because I always have the near-dark Lost Boys fight in my head, and I always kind of go back and forth, and the teenage girl in me goes towards Lost Boys, only because that movie was such a, like, a sexual awakening for me on so many levels, and my fam- and I'm a friend of the family, owned the house, um, and they shot some interiors in. There's a difference. So I have a lot of, per- and it takes place in Santa Cruz, and I grew, it's just a lot of personal issues with that. Same with Killer Clowns from Outer Space, believe it or not, because they were shot in Oh, my in God, I love location. that so much. Yeah. That's um, amazing. So, Lost Boys. But that's not the same year. Go ahead. It's pop. 
Lost Boys is pop. Near Dark yeah. is splatterpunk. It is. No, no it's a western. Oh, Steven Spotify, John Skip. John the Skip only problem I have... Hamster. The only problem I have with Near Dark is that I saw it as an adult. If I had seen it as a teenage girl, I would have liked it a lot more. But as an adult, I was just rooting for the vampires and was super pissed off that the good guys won in the end. I'm like, fuck this shit. Hmm. And, and I also want to point on? out it's that... coming off your face. Dream Warriors was my first slasher that I fell in love with. At that point, I did not like slashers. I did not like Freddy, or, or you know, I, I saw the earlier films, didn't like them. They scared the crap out of me in the wrong way. I wasn't, I was bored by Jason. I know that's horrible to say, but I was just hmm. like, these films no, don't not. do much for me. Alien, the trailer scared the fuck out of me, though. I mean, just the trailer did. So, but that changed because in '87, Dream Warriors made me look and reevaluate my childhood self and look at those films because in 87 i'm in middle school at this point i'm like 12 to 14 right so i'm like you know it's that's the perfect age to catch a lot of these movies by the way i always think slasher it depending on the age 9 to 14 is usually a good introduction i would say most kids average 12 or 13 when they're able to handle it my daughter's seven it can handle the lost boys but i still don't think i would show her jason anytime soon uh, you know, so, uh, uh, but Evil Dead 2 came out in 1987, which is yep, absolutely in my, it's my second favorite horror film of all time. And it's also probably on my top 10 favorite movies of all time. And well, it's Bruce fucking Campbell. I mean, Bruce Campbell mm-hmm. is the reason why I started going to media conventions. My first media convention was Horrifying here in Maryland. I just moved here, yep. and, he, and it happened on my birth. He happened to be there on my birthday, and my husband stayed in his line for three hours while I met Doug Bradley, while I met Danny Trejo, while I met Andrew mm-hmm. Scrim, while I met Dan Cosarelli, where I met three or four of the Jasons. I saw the movie Undead, uh, which is an Australian zombie. I went and did all that's a great movie. The aliens. Oh yeah, it's fun. And I, and then I and he stayed. And Tom Sullivan, who still remembers me to this day, he met me once and he never forgot me, which is like totally flattering. Uh, and, and I and my husband stayed in line for that three-hour period that I went around and did everybody else. <laughs> The second longest line was for Angus Scrim and Dan Costarelli, by the way, mm-hmm. if you wanted to know. And that includes the Evil Dead reunion. All the women were there from the Evil Dead. The entire mm-hmm. cast of Dawn of the Dead was there. Uh, it was a huge, it was like a bl- mind-blowing like show. And Bruce Campbell is just my hero. So, uh, you know, so I had a whole weekend with Bruce Campbell in my face showing us movies and being snarky. And uh, it was just great. Uh, so Evil Dead 2 is a very important film. But there's even, I don't want to go about this, there, there, even the mainstream films in 1987 were good. A lot of genre pictures came out that said they were pretending they weren't genre pictures, but they were. Predator, for example. Yep. Definitely science fiction and horror. Yeah, you know, the hidden, which is phenomenal. Uh, I just listened to your show, by the way, uh, Tommy, on it, and I agree with almost everything you had to say about it. So I, I you know, that's there. Stage fright came out in '87, which is a pretty good one of the last great Italian films by Alberto Baza, yeah. and I just saw that for the first time. Uh, uh, what else also came? Fatal Attraction came out that year, uh, which was a pretty it big stage mainstream fright, film. Uh, 
Uh, you know, yeah, so Philby came out in 87, exactly. Not the yeah, with the, with the bunny one. boiling scene. Yeah, well, and, yeah, but that's the thing, though. It, that, it's such a horror thriller. You wa- It's cut like it one. Is. It acts like one. The ending is a horror. Double gotcha, slasher, out of the, out of the, the, the bathtub. You know, the bathtub. We know, we know those tropes. Let's just put it that way. Oh, yeah. We know those tropes. You know, so and, and and new directors were getting their start in '87 would make their first films like Bad Taste, uh, Peter mm-hmm, Jackson's Peter Jackson. first film that was '87. Um, one of my favorite films of all time, Street Trash, was '87. Mm-hmm. Uh, makeup artist Jennifer Aspinall has been on the show for our first anniversary episode. That was a, we stalked her. <laughs> we stalked her at Cinema Wasteland very nicely, and she agreed. It was really awesome and, and so flattering. Uh, and even films I, I watched. Okay, th- I took one for the team, guys, for your for my panel and for you guys, because I'm watching all this stuff. But I'm just the moderator. But I want to know what you guys are talking about when we talk about these films. I actually sat through Necromantic, which was also nice. Oh, Necromantic is brilliant. You I know, sat you through it. You mean it. you uh, you got to like experience it? George Buckerite is one of the best directors around. Well, it's funny because my beautiful. husband hates these kind of movies, yet he came out liking it more than I did. I was really surprised. Oh, it's an art, it's an art movie. Oh. He, he, he came out and said, "Well, it showed me things I have never seen before." That was his response. Yeah, well, Necromantic to it. is a love story. It's not even like shock. <laughs> like if you watch all of uh, Jörg Bergeret's movies, he's almost making anti-horror films. Like, yeah, that's, but the big um, finale is pretty graphic, even though it's totally ridiculous at the same time. Oh yeah, but uh, I mean, they, the stuff that he's doing, he he put a lot of uh, like the animal slaughter scenes that people had a big problem mm-hmm. with. He put those in because he said um, that a lot of horror fans would say, "Oh, I just watched this stuff because of special effects." And he said, why are you getting entertainment out of violence? Like, that's not right. So we put it in the animal slaughter. He's like, well, you're still watching this. What the hell does that say about you? You can't tell me this is fake now. So he's very confrontational about the subject matter and stuff that he puts in his movies. It's great. I love it. I wish we would direct more, <laughs> but he hasn't done anything in quite some time. It sounds yeah, like that was movie was very com- influential. It sounds like it that was. film was very influential on Spring, uh, that Lovecraftian romance movie that came out. I haven't years ago. seen that yet. I hear it's amazing though. It's Spring good. is really like good. I like oh, I loved yeah. it. It's yeah, I gotta check it that out. Space. It's very good that way. It's, the acting is so holds that film together. It's really good. So um, yeah, I'm excited. To see I, it. Well, plus that's a, that's something you don't see often creature wise. Ew. But here's the thing, though. Like, all these films feel like, like these films from 87. I keep looking at this list, and it just blows my mind how many of these movies you've seen or they have influenced it. Like, Martin Sheen had a, a you know, once again, 87 had these lot of mainstream genre films that they were pretending weren't horror but actually were, like The Believers, which is a horror thriller, or Angel the Heart. The Believers is one of my that, Which is the Beastwick with that year. I ear. love Angel Heart. Uh, go Witches ahead, Tommy. Was it oh my God, I love that movie. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a to minute. To this day, so, uh, <laughs> I won't allow an electric coffee maker in my house because of Neither the will I. Neither will I. I use a grinder and 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 a drip. I will, uh, you know, <laughs> I, uh, or a French press. I will never use an French electric one because of that film. No, no, <laughs> it's scary. The coffee's better I anyway agree. in a French press. Um, 
you know. Angel Heart oh, came out that year too. Yeah, Blood I love Rain, Angel Heart. right? Uh, Angel. Creep Show too. Yeah, that mm-hmm. too came out that year. Silent <laughs> Night, Angel Deadly Heart Night too did as well. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, um, I also want to say what's another song. Go ahead. You don't want yeah. to just think about the movies. You want to think about the books too. This is the year that yeah, Rex Miller's Slob came out. And then Rex Miller's Slob, that was the year that that came out. Ray Garton's Live Girls came out in 87. Mm -hmm. And we're doing 15 minutes on books, too. Necropolis. Uh, And and we got, well, so Weave World came out that year. One of my favorite Stephen King books of all time came out that year. Prince of Darkness came out that year. Um, Oh, yes. Yeah, Prince of Darkness, John Carpenter's second to last great film. Uh, you know, uh, but I was not a fan hard. of Prince of Darkness. I couldn't get I into it. it. Everyone crucifies I, me. For I liked that. it. I, 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 I couldn't get like Alex Cooper to add somebody with a bike. It's like eh. Monster Squad. I'm a campy I bitch, mean, so we, I love the campy shit. Oh I man, we too. like all of it. I mean, it's just oh, a good year, but yeah. I am a trash queen. Clive, I mean, so so here we are. We got Clive Barker, Stephen King we're talking about here, right, in book world. They wrote some of their best works. Like, Weave World, I just started reading because of the panel because I wanted to get one book in. And I've actually read it, like, I think when I was a teenager. I, te- I, I will be honest with you, I'm more in love with his next cup, Imagica, which is like this other fantasy novel he wrote. Oh, yeah. I really yeah. yeah, and Great and Secret and Great and Secret Show. I really Great and Secret really Show is a fantastic love that book. book. Um, but well, the books of blood are the, some of the best fiction ever written. Well, Absolutely. Yeah, Bill's got a different tone. Like Imagica feels like a Clive Barker book. Like, and so does Great and Secret Show. They are definitely his like his voice. Wave World is much more. I don't know if I'd call it whimsical, but he doesn't seem as as dour or as as nihilistic as he is in some of his other stories. Well, no, he went into sense? the Apparat books. He definitely went more in a fantasy direction. He got away from the, the darker stuff that he was doing. I haven't read his fantasy stuff, but a huge fan of his horror stuff. Like, The Midnight well, Meets Train is one of the best short stories of all time. Yeah, so I, I actually love Hashtag Cabal. Truth. I think Cabal's great. Oh, my God. Clive Barker was one of my first author crashes. I met him in person, and he was just so hot in the 90s. I don't know if you remember, Ralph. So, no, I got to say, as, uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a, a straight man, I still have to say, Clive Barker was a goddamn hunk back in the 90s. Like, he looked like a fucking yes, GQ model. Yes, he was. Model. Oh my I was God, just showing a friend of mine, uh, uh, my, uh, this is like, I my girlfriend, she's like, holy shit. I'm like, I know, right? Like, fucking A. <laughs> Like he was, he was a fucking very attractive man, and no, he was incredibly. No, he had that, he had that like English accent, and he would read before he lost it to all the smoking he was doing, and he yeah. would read an excerpt from his book, and he'd be like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> I mean, and I had him sign my Hellbound Heart, and I was like, "Oh, this uh, is so good." Oh my god. So speaking so, of uh, uh, of Clive Barker and Hellraiser, he, actually, it scares the care this year. <laughs> I'm premiering. Um, uh, Hellraiser uh, webcomic that I'm doing called uh, Cenobite. Oh. Uh, which oh, is very cool. exciting. Yeah, yeah, something I pitched to Doug Bradley many, many years ago, and he actually was in tears laughing and gave me his consent, so we finally are doing Yay. it. Yay! 
Uh, and a so friend cool. of mine works for Clive Barker right now, so he's very excited to show him. So that will be there. Congratulations. Uh, I know you're all on the edge of your seats uh, with that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tommy, is there anything else we're missing movie-wise, uh, I mean book-wise, that we should talk about? I have some lists that Tommy Knockers and Flesh and Ghoul also came out that year. Is yep. that correct? Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, yeah, they did. so I have that. Excellent. And we should talk about who's actually on the panel with us, which you almost got right on your show, but not quite. It's almost. Not I got some of it right. Yeah, you know, it's not Chuck Buddha. It's Jay Wilburn from Matters of Faith, if he Jay. gets better enough. But he sounds like he'll be there. And Frank Elder from Bizong and our girl Amber Fallon, who I hope really does call in on those, like, like popcorn balls, because that is just the coolest idea. I know. Uh, it is. <laughs> oh my god. I, I I would give I'll if she needs me to bring my propane stove so we can go out to like somewhere in Williamsburg and just cook, <laughs> I would I would I would be I will top for her. So <laughs> it'll be awesome. So uh great. So that's the eighty seven panel. It's on Saturday noon and it's a moderated powder. I'm not gonna do a live show uh, but I am going to stream it on Facebook Live, I believe. So that's how I'm going to play my show. So it'll either be on my profile or it'll be on the Archivist Best on Sexy, which is played, depending on how, how well my, my phone re- interfaces with my uh, camera and streaming. Yeah, and I'll be doing I have that. a new phone. Yeah, and you're doing I'll it be doing the same with Necrocasticon. Yeah. Yep. We're going to so be recording awesome. it and doing it Facebook Live, as well as yeah, my I'm wrestling channel a- for my wrestling podcast on Sunday. I will have I'll be doing a lot of Facebook Live it. from the men's room at the uh, hotel, so keep an eye out for that. <laughs> uh, and so I'm on one more panel, and that, that is on Saturday, and that's 3.30 to 4.30, and that is the standard that is in every one of these horror conventions now is, so do you want to be a podcaster? Uh, it's always, <laughs> now it's, it, it, it's awesome. I've done, this will be my second one this year I've done. Uh, so, um, Michael Darwin of Dark Discussions is going to be the moderator on that panel. He sent me the, fo- he sent me the panel questions today, actually. Uh, and then we got Drew Badger of the Big Scary Show. We have, um, David Thomas of the Horror Show with Brian Keane. And we have Richie Yates mm-hmm. and Ian Martinell of We Belong Dead. And I always go to We Belong Dead's Midnight Podcast every year. Um, at Scares That Cares. It's kind of become a tradition. And, and so I win a bunch of swag off them because, like, they think their trivia questions are hard and I always kick their ass. And then I give it away for free <laughs> to other people as presents. <laughs> so uh, it's always a good time. Uh, so I always like to hear what they have to say as well. The whole podcasting track is great. Uh, Brian Kane is really like on fire this year once again thank you sir for letting us be on there was supposed to be one more panel last year we did the history of mary shelley 400 years of frankenstein um this year we were supposed to do the history of vampirism uh it doesn't sound like that panel actually is happening so that's okay i would have it would have been neat though because it was supposed to be with gore duvall which would have been interesting the first time i worked directly with him but uh you know it's okay. I already have three, and I am panelist whore this year. So, uh, you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, so is there anything we're leaving out? Because it's getting a little late, and I know you guys have been on now for an hour, over an hour, because you guys called in sooner than I thought. Um, is there any mm-hmm. final thoughts we have about Scares That Cares? It's not just about the stuff that's happening, because we're there for a cause as well. Mm-hmm. Well, this is going to be my second time going, 
and last year was my introduction to it. And quite honestly, I never would have known about this if it hadn't been for Brian's podcast. Um, so I, I went down, my wife and I, we said, screw it, let's go down, let's see what I, who I can meet and whose elbows I can rub. And I rubbed the right elbows and I met the right people. And I, I what surprised me so much is how friendly and how open and how willing and su- to help and how supportive the authors and the filmmakers and the other creatives are at a convention like this. It's a, it's a whole new world to somebody like me who's used to getting doors slammed in his face constantly. Well, I'm, as a filmmaker, I'm a dick at these conventions, so don't even try to talk well, to me. Tony, I realize we're running long now, so for you, so I'm going to let you go. Once again, where can they find you on the interweb? Um, Look for Necrocasticon. Where else? Where can they find you if they want to talk to you, Mr. Clark? um, Over at Project Entertainment Network, I also host the Kurt Jerkers Pro Wrestling Podcast over there. I'm the backline editor and uh, uh, audio guy for Three Guys with Beards. Uh, Jonathan Mayberry, James A. Moore, and uh, Christopher Golden's podcast. So I do all their editing for them in that. So I can check out those podcasts and um, we'll talk to you. Find you on the Twitters, right? You are on Twitter. Yes, I'm at Token Bottoms for Tom on the Twitter. (laughs) All right, so. So enjoy your your next interview. I'm sorry we took so long, but I know this might be a very intense inter- talk tonight. So thank you for coming on. I can't wait to see you in a week and a half. We're going to have a blast, and I can't wait to work with yep. you here. Yes, we're going to get the Jameson IVs out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Excellent. So um, you're going to have to hang up yourself because I don't trust uh, Block Talk. So there we go. He's gone. And that's once again, thank you for Tommy Clark and that yeah. of the Necrocasticon. And that was fantastic. So, Mike, oh, uh, he mm-hmm. just said thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you, my dear. I'm writing him back. So, Mike Lombardo, what do you, what do you want to give some final thoughts about? Scares it cares because how many of is this? Have you been? How many is this for you now? I've been a vendor for the since the first year. I've been there every one. Yeah, that's what I thought. You've been there every time. And myself and Aaron as well have been there every year. Uh, and, um, and so I will is, say about Scares It Cares, it's honestly probably the best convention I've ever been to in my life. Um, I've never seen a convention that has been like like Tommy said, so open and friendly. Everyone there is super accessible and they're all ultra cool. And I've made a ton of very, very close friendships because of it, and it's just a wonderful time, and it's a wonderful cause. And Joe Ripple is an amazing person, and it's just that I love it. I absolutely love it. I would never, I wouldn't skip it for the world, and uh, I'm honored to be a part of it every year. Yeah, same here. And all of us are either we're paying. It's amazing because a lot of us are volunteer. Or pay, I'm paying for tickets and I'm volunteering my time. That's how I contribute. And also, and even though Mike Lombardo is working a table, he's volunteering hours in the in the uh, room as well. I, I am as all, well. We all do this. Like he's volunteering to handle. We all we all pitch in, and it's just it's mm-hmm. it's wonderful. It's fun. There's a lot of shenanigans going on, yet it's really the show itself is just off the chain. The costume contest is always off the chain, uh, you know. Uh, so we're we're all looking forward to all of it. So uh, 
So that's that's my scares it cares talk and San Diego Comic Con talk. Mike Lombardo, it is now ten thirty eight. I gotta get into the calendar because we've got a few other things I have to talk about. But if you want to stay on and listen to the calendar, you're welcome to do that. I would, but I actually have a couple people chained to my radiator that I have to attend uh, to, so I'm sadly going to have oh, to go. I, yeah, I know. I, they've been there for a while, and they need some color correction, right? Yeah, well, kind of. Getting, um, I actually kind of injected them with antifreeze and... to see what would happen, and I think they stopped moving, so I should go well, check uh, up on you that. Well, better, you better get on that because it, it can start <laughs> to smell, or it can be flammable. You don't want either. Don't forget, animals mm-hmm. like the taste of antifreeze, and we don't want to kill them. All right? No, no, not at all, not at all. No, that's right. So much love to you, and we'll see you on Thursday the 20th. Yep. Excellent. Thank you for having me. Talk to you later. Thank you, Mike. Bye. Bye. So that's Mike Lombardo. Hang up yourself, sir. There we go. And he's gone. Thank you, Mike Lombardo. And I want to once again thank Alfred Guy, Joe Ripple, and Brian King for being so open, friendly, and to the Scares It Cares staff and crew for every year. And the Doubletree. I want to give a shout-out to our host hotel because the Doubletree rocks. They get they into do. it. They, they, they learned after the first year that we wear a lot of makeup, and now they give us special pink towels so we don't ruin their white ones. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Uh, they have late night food for us now cause they, and, and drinks because they know that we don't sleep at horror conventions. They learn that. They dress up. That's just great. And even better, they donate. They get the really into it. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, amazing. So shout out yeah, to the Double Tree Williamsburg uh, <laughs> for being such a badass host hotel. And it's a comfortable hotel. There's an indoor-outdoor pool, and the bar is comfortable, even though they never have enough staff ever, even though they say they will, <laughs> but they won't. Uh, and the, the grab-and-go food is perfectly adequate. The room service is fine. There's a pizza delivery place that delivers pizza to we as it every year for the kids, right, Aaron? So yep, I mean, every it, year. it's all Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. The, the kids get pizza and TV, the and the adults get liquor. So, oh yeah, there's plenty, oh, there's plenty of liquor going around. Nobody is shorting on that. You know what I'm saying? We're a little bit isolated, yeah. but yet we're not because we're off the beaten path. But at the same time, I've been we are a also. Con. I know. We are Bush Gardens. If you can afford it, is like the most beautiful amusement park ever. It is. It is clean. It is beautiful, and it was built into the right natural environment. The you know, it's right across the street. It's like, get this. When they built Bush Gardens Williamsburg, they took the trees out. Right? They raised it, but then they actually built the rides and stuff into the contours of what was already there, and put the trees back. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's actually like the floor and fauna is all native to the area, and like it, it's real. And people actually go there in the mornings and do workout routes on it because it's up a hill and down a hill. Oh, yeah. Not the easiest walk. Yeah. It's not it, the no, It's not walk. a great walk. Uh, but it is. Dude. But it's really. It's got a lot of stuff going for it. It's a really fun park. I really highly recommend it if you can ever afford to go to Williamsburg to do it. Uh, if, they, uh, if you're a local to Williamsburg, they give super deep discounts for locals there. So that's usually get a local to take you on a guest day. That's the best way to do it. So um, and they have beer. 
because they <laughs> they used to have a beer school. <laughs> like you could actually like sign up for beer school and go learn about oh, beer. Man. So the dads would <laughs> always be a queue of dads. Like, That's important, ready. of course. It was always a queue of dads, and it was funny. And, like, so, oh, obviously, all the moms are going over to see the wolves and the eagles and the lorikeets and all yeah. that stuff, right, <laughs> while the dads are drinking beer. You know, it's awesome. But there was also, at the far end, there's a uh, actual fest house, like a full-on size, like, German fest house, uh, Aaron Kogan. <clears throat> fest house, mm-hmm. big one. They they actually do full-on shows in there, like doing the chicken dance, and they sell, and it's uh-huh. best food. Like they do the bratwurst and, you know, all the coleslaw. Right they have vegetarian German sauerbraten, you know, and red cabbage for vegans. I mean, it is, and the beer is it's Budweiser, but you get Heineken because there's a deal with them, right? So, so you get okay beer, which is a little bit sacrilegious, but everything else is so awesome. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know. Well, drink the good uh, beer first, and then when y- it doesn't matter anymore, you drink the Heineken. Look, when it's 90 degrees in 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 Virginia with 100% humidity. Mm. Um, <laughs> you don't care what beer it is. Now, here's how this is a class act. I want to give you an example of why this place is a class act. Okay, it's, 90 de- it's not even 90 degrees. It's about 85 degrees with the humidity up high. Brand-new VR ride, very similar to what the, the Spider-Man ride in um, Islands of Adventure, but it's called uh, – it's a castle theme with ice. Uh, I forget mm-hmm. what it's called. I'd have to look it up. But, so it was brand-new. And, you know, it had a queue with a garden, but all the hedges are low because it just opened. It's going to take a few years for them to grow up to the maze. It's supposed to be a queue maze, right? Kind of like you would see at the Harry Potter stuff now, right? Okay. And, and yeah. uh, you know, except for more, more organic. So you're waiting in this line, and it was just hot. You know, it's reflecting off the gravel, even though it's really pretty. They came out and passed out sunscreen and water bottles to everybody in line while we were standing there. That's cool. Wow. You know what? That that just reminded me. I forgot to mention uh, we're looking for information, uh, getting uh, an an affirmation from D23 Expo this weekend that the U.S. is going to get a Tron light cycle ride in Florida. The buzz is. Yay. That's what they're saying, Woo. fingers crossed. And as you know, so, that is Disneyland's fastest, I'm sorry, Disney Park's fastest ride right now. So hopefully I don't Florida mind will be catching rid, up with Shanghai. They can get rid of the cars in Disney World. That's fine. They're getting rid of the Speedway to put in the new roller coaster. I have no That's problem with saying. that. However, I want to say this. If they touch Utopia in Disneyland, I want you to chain yourself to that ride and say, <laughs> no fucking way are you touching my Utopia. That is the best I'm car. You got rid of, they got rid of I'm the not... boats, which were better. Okay, There was a boat ride the you could do when cool. you were a kid. The boats were yeah. great. So they got rid of those. And that pissed me mm-hmm. off, and that's all that's left of them is that boat. So it's more of a sentimental thing. But I don't think they should get rid of Autopia. At least I actually it. belong. But, I belong to a uh, group of pin, Disney pin traders, and we call ourselves the Yacht Club because we we meet where the queue used to be for the boats. I'm not that oh, really? attached really to the Autopia. Yeah, I'm not that atto- uh, attached to Autopia, although I certainly understand if you are. 
um, I, I've been just busting a gut seeing all the conservatives freaking out and crying uh, political correctness over the new changes proposed for Pirates of the Caribbean. And then we just got some news today that we might get an announcement that uh, A Bug's Life is going to be leaving DC, uh, California Adventure, DCA. Huh. Oh, well, I'm we'll sorry see. to hear that, but uh, the pirate thing is kind of silly. Um, honestly, the only yeah, time I disagreed with the, I mean, they've been slowly changing that part of the ride for literally years. Like, it's just mm-hmm. evolved over time. I watched it because I've been exactly. there enough and you've been there enough to see it change. The first change was stupid. All they did is it was still in the exact same order with the pirates chasing the women, but they put a, a, a like a plate and some fruit in their hands, like they were yeah. chasing them for food. You know. Well, you know, gluttony like, is a lot less of a sin yeah, than lust it, or something. But, I don't. But know. the auction's still happening, right? The auction didn't yeah. change at all. Nope. Stayed the same. Nope. The auction was exactly the same. Next evolution came a few years later, and what they did is they took they, the ones, they took the ones in the circle and they flipped them and put the pirates uh, in front, and now the girls were chasing them. Like yeah. as a set, you know, like now the girls are in love with because there's always like three girls are chasing are being chased by pirates, and then the fat one. By the way, I do say fat because it's fat shaming. On the auction block is a, and they're calling her, they're they're making fun of her because she's a large girl. She's the one up for auction, but they all want the redhead, and they're shilling the redhead to trick somebody to to accidentally buy the fat chick. So I'm saying fat because they're fat shaming her, okay? So so the girls are chasing around, and so they flip the pirates. So the pirates are now being chased by the women, and women have pitchforks in their hands. So all the women are chasing the pirates now. And okay, yeah. so that was, and that's kind of where it's been for most of the time. I think it hasn't changed much since then. Uh, so that was what happened. And now they're getting rid of the, uh, but they never touched the actual script. Or anything well, in the auction well. itself. <laughs> yeah, in the, the auction, auction itself, you're absolutely right. The auction itself remained the same. Like, they had more issues with the moving pieces than they did with the auctioning of the girls. Like, that's okay. You can put girls up for auction. You just can't chase them in a circle. <laughs> well, the, the uh, arguments from the conservatives are just so so very weird. I had one guy tell me that it's history. And and I said, well, it's 50 years old, so it's not really that old of history. And then he said, no, no, the pirates. And I said, you know, pirates didn't really rape like that, right? And then I got to, to play him the little clip from uh, from Rick and Morty when uh, Rick is talking about his pirates of the pancreas and how <laughs> they, they lay it all out there, Morty. It's, the, the pirates are real rapey. And yeah, I love I just, that. I don't understand so the argument from the conservatives. Uh, what are they trying That's to protect? So For funny. one thing, the redhead is being replaced, if you want to call that, with another redhead who's well, in charge with a gun. Reason. Conservatives, she's you're getting a pirate woman with a gun. For she's God's just sake, redesigned. She's... They're not getting rid of yeah. her, right? They're redesigning her. They're getting rid exactly. of the shaming. Which has still been there this whole time, this fat shaming, which I have more giving the red than the gun. girls being chased. Conservatives and, should and have throbbing erections that they could fucking use as mainsails. Uh, it's, it's 
more insulting <laughs> to have Johnny Depp's likeness on the ride, honestly, because that brands the ride, you know. And I have no issues with it either because I think, A, the three likenesses of him on the ride are extremely good, especially the last one where you're going up the rise hill, Aaron. He's beautiful. Mm-hmm. They did a fabulous yeah. job on Johnny Depp in that. Okay, I absolutely adored that. And I could not believe he actually did that whole, like, bombing those kids on the ride and actually getting on it, which is like a dream come true. Oh my God. Yeah. You know? And then, and then what happened with, well, what happened was, it's like about an hour into the ride, the people started saying, you know, Johnny Depp's really in there. Right. And they're like, no. <laughs> and they're like, yes. And then like the line got huger and huger outside and they couldn't get any more people on it. So what he did is he went upstairs and he got on the balcony and talked to the crowd. So, yep. you know, th- th- there's some coolness there. I, I, you know, drop the mic, Johnny Depp. Okay. I get that. That's fun. You know, that's just fun. Okay, you know. So, but but you know, I you know, it's okay. This ride is one of the most beautiful, most complex, and yes, I am extremely nostalgic for it because it took dark rides, which is something I know a lot about, to mm-hmm. it's a new level. And then from that, we get the haunted mansion, which is the single most oh, perfect yeah. ride ever made. Uh, you know, it's it, not on any park. The Haunted Mansion is perfect, and 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 I and it scared me so bad as a kid that I loved it once I was no longer scared of it. And same with the Pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean has some really scary moments in it when you're a kid. There's a couple yep. of drop hills you don't know about. Um, there's skeletons and and storms and. You know, and then you open up into this beautiful open air space, and there's this beautiful fort and this gorgeous boat, and they're shooting each other with cannons, and it's just astonishing. The whole ride, the, the Disneyland version of Pirates of the Caribbean is probably one of the most important rides ever designed, and it's better than the one in Disney World. Disney World's ride is not even as half as long. The entire opening no, it's is so not short. there. You get one drop hill. That's it. And then you're right to the skeletons and then to the open air. The rest of it's exactly like the other version. There's no difference, yeah. except there's no rise hill. That's the only difference. The other thing is the Disneyland version has a, a restaurant in it, which is, like, awesome. Blue Bayou, yeah. The Blue Bayou, because you can sit there and watch people get off the ride and eat you actually absolutely really can. good meal. It's it's so much fun, and there's all these be- and because it's in the bayou section of the ride, which is the opening, it's got little fake fireflies everywhere. Yeah, it's just so it's so wonderful, and so well, you know a lot uh, of know people what? are attached to it too because Pirates was the last ride that Walt actually was fully invested in and actually went on. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Mansion finished after him. You know, they could not turn, you know, one of the things about Pirates of the Caribbean, it's only been turned off, I think, twice in its entire history, which is kind of amazing. It's so complex that they just leave the ride running because if they try to turn it off, it loses sync, and then they have to recalibrate the whole damn thing. They can now with computers. They can break it down in sections. They've been able to get it to that point now because uh, with computer technology, they don't have those big spinning disks. They used to be spinning disks with little uh, that would make those things move. And go look it up on the web, and you see what they were using for animatronics in the 60s, and you're just going to go, holy mm-hmm. shit, they're doing stuff I've that we can't seen do some now. Yeah. Oh, my God, me too. I've seen them in person. So, you know, mm-hmm. fabulous stuff. So it's really fascinating. Actually, sometimes they, uh, they put those things on display at D23 Expo too. 
been so so uh, you know this ride is is so complex but you know it's evolved over time it has to i like i said what i'd rather see is them to get rid of all the branding from uh uh, uh, the movies. I'd like to see that go away eventually. I don't think it's necessary. Um, not for that ride. Uh, I don't mind, however, the Haunted Mansion Nightmare Before Christmas stuff, even though I know it takes away from the real ride, and the last few times I've gone there, it's all I've seen because it's always it's up for, like, the entire fall to Christmas, you know, in yeah. a long time. It's, it's the centerpiece of Halloween there, too, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, but, but the original ride is so incredible, and, you know, yeah. and then, like, that, but the, the, the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff is so much fun, <laughs> you know, especially when you have the little you, singing uh La, la, you know, all the singing plants oh my and everything. And it's like, there are so many yeah, good like, things about when Nightmare takes yeah. over the Haunted Mansion. You haven't been on the mansion since they've added the Hatbox Ghost, have you? No, I have not. I have not. That's okay. something we have to talk about when I go out there. Absolutely. Uh, I, I have to find a way to get at least one evening. First of all, we didn't do anything on the California Adventure side. I'd really like to, like, actually focus on that and then go mm. over to the other side and and hit my favorites, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, I you know, the old do. standbys. I do want to ride um, Tomorrowland in its current form, which is still a little Star Wars shit, right? Right. Yeah. That's going to be changing soon. So I do want to hit that. Yeah. The so buzz is that, there's, that the only thing Star Wars is going to be in the brand new Star Wars land two years from now. We have a huge presentation at D23 Expo that I'm very much looking forward to seeing, uh, giving so us a little weekend, more. Right? That's so this that's weekend. That's weekend. this Friday, this Saturday, weekend. Sunday. Yeah. Oh my God! And D23 Friday, is this weekend. It really is and the Comic-Con best fandom. Yeah, yeah, and Blobfest really is. is Blobfest is this weekend. I mean, that's going on. Uh, the, the largest art open aired art festival in the in the United States, thirty five thousand vendors is Artscape, and it's actually in Baltimore this week uh, on the weekend of Scares That Cares. That's what I'd be doing if I wasn't doing Scares That Cares. They're headlining free concert because they have three stages. The main stage is Gorgo Bordello, which is this uh, immigrant punk band. Right? Oh yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, and I'm going to play it tonight as we go out. I'm going to play one of their pieces. Uh, so uh, so that's, that's worth doing, and that's free, free. It's amazing. And then, um, uh, you know, and, then and near you, uh, by the way, with Comic-Con right in your face, do you know they're in Pomona they're opening a Rick and Morty art show at the Yes, Alley I Gally? do. <laughs> yeah, you should yeah, go that's see on that. My list. that looked, I there's going to be live bands at the opening night and cosplay contests, and you know, and I've seen a lot of Rick and Morty cosplay. And for I, Aaron, I have, of course, go ahead. I was going to say I have the ultimate cosplay costume from Rick and Morty. I just have no way to do it uh, without my pal <laughs> Jeffrey, who lives in Oregon. Uh, it, he he is a mechanical engineer par excellence and if he was still here I would have him work with me to make an exosuit with a snuffles slash snowball in the middle and I'd walk around asking everyone summer where are my testicles yeah well, that would be lovely I guess sort of yes so, um, oh by the way I do want to mention what movies are playing at Blobfest just because I do want to give a shout out to Blobfest Friday is the run out sold out but going outside as Aaron can attest is is actually in some ways more fun 
than, than the run itself, is watching all the people come out and scream. It's really cool. But the films are actually really good. They're playing It Came From Outer Space and House of Wax, both from 1953. Uh, the 1959, The House from Haunted Hill by William Castle. And the... In- and the independent film this year is from 2009. It's called The Lost Skeleton Key Returns Again by Michael Graves. I don't know anything about that movie, but it plays on Sunday. They always do it in the independent film on Sunday. And, of course, they're having the costume contest and the festival on the outside. So it's a lot of fun to do that. Uh, but if you... But if you want to be indoors, because it's going to be fucking hot, and it is. It's, we're having heat waves on both coasts right now. It's terrible. Uh, a lot of big things are coming out. 714, War of Planet of the Apes is my, one of my theatrical picks. Game of Thrones, 716, we're right in the faces. The new season is coming up, guys. Don't forget that. Um, Shark Week premieres in 718. Uh, 720 in the theaters. Go see Angels in America live from the National Theater here in D.C. There's simulcasting it, and Fathom Events is showing that. Don't forget Luke Besson's Valerian City of Lost Planets also drops. Okay, so there's so much stuff. And last but not least, Alaskan Airlines on the 21st is having a contest for the total eclipse of the sun. The contest wins two tickets to see the eclipse from an airplane from Oregon to the Carolinas. So you get the whole totality all the way across. So look that up on the 21st, motherfuckers. If you want to do something awesome, you can get win tickets to this Alaskan airline. Yes, you can buy tickets on that plane. You don't want to know how much it is. If you want to ask, you can't <laughs> afford it. Let's just put it that way. Anyway, guys, we're out of here. So once again, I want to thank my guests, Mike Lobardo and Tommy uh, Clark. And we'll see them in a, in a week and a half. Aaron Kogan, thank you for your previews of D23 and SB3 CC, of course, as always. Thank you, my Girl. love. And Queenie, Queenie, you know yeah. what? Queenie, I'm so glad I got to hear you again. Much love. And we're going to have a lot of talks very soon about dragons and things coming up your way. We're gonna, I can't wait. I'm gonna, I might even give Ooh. you a leave this coming up. So we got a lot to talk about soon. So I'll talk about that okay. soon with you. Erin Marie, I'm going to see you soon, girl. Our kids yes, are yes, ready. Yes. We're ready. Yeah, they are. Kim is ready. I got some, I'm not quite ready, but I got my cords in the mail so I can be ready. <laughs> and so it will be good to go, and I will see you in a week and a half. So it will be awesome. And and once again, I want to thank uh, Brian King, Joe Ripple, and Alfred Guy. And we're going to leave tonight with uh, Gorgo Badello because they're so cool. Uh, they do these, like, Immigratis is their big hit number. Uh, and it's actually pretty good. So here we go. Good night, everyone. And have a pleasant, uh, good night. Emigrada, emigraniada, we come and rapper every time. We come and rapper, we come and rapper, we come and rapper every time. Yeah,
Every time We're coming rubber Every time 